MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. Motor Racing Network is back with you live at Michigan International Speedway. And great news, the sun is shining and the cars are on the racetrack. We're about to get set to get a green flag and go racing in the Quicken Loans 400. Let's take a look at how they will line up here today. Time now for the starting lineup. It's brought to you by Wrangler. For unbeatable comfort and value, you can count on Wrangler. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. 43 cars ready to roll this afternoon. 43rd starter, J.J. Yaley. Carl Edwards will start 42nd. Tony Raines rolls off 41st. And Ken Schrader will be 40th. 39th starter, Travis Guapo. David Reagan starts 38th. Joe Nemechek's in the field in 37th spot. 36th position, Dave Blaney. David Gilliland is 35th. 34th qualifier was Kyle Busch. Qualifying in 33rd is Jeff Burton and Landon Castle, 32nd. 31st qualifier is Bobby Labonte. Starting 30th today is Josh Wise. Alongside him, Mike Bliss will go from 29th. 28th on the grid, Jeff Gordon. 27th is Michael McDowell. Kurt Busch will go from 26th with Brad Keselowski starting in 25th. It's Casey Mears, 24th, and Scott Riggs, 23rd. 22nd is Austin Dillon and one Pablo Montoya today, starting in 21st. A.J. Allmendinger will roll off in 20th. The 19th starter, Jamie McMurray, 18th position, Call Menard. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is back in the field in 17th spot. Starting 16th will be Martin Cruix Jr. Eric Almarola rolls off 15th. 14th starter will be Mark Martin. Clint Boyers in the field in 13th. Regan Smith will start from 12th, and the 11th starter is Denny Hamlin. Jimmy Johnson will start in the 10th position, although he's going to the rear for changing an engine. Joey Logano will start in 9th. 8th is Tony Stewart. 7th is Trevor Bain. Matt Kenseth starts in 6th. Ryan Newman qualified 5th. He, too, goes to the rear because he changed an engine. Fourth on the grid, Casey Kane. Greg Biffle goes in third. Kevin Harvick, second, and on the pole for the first time in his career in a sprint cup race. Marcus Ambrose driving the Stanley Ford. That's the starting lineup brought to you by Wrangler. Now find your favorite fits at Wrangler.com. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. Field is already on the racetrack. They'll make a couple of laps before they cut them loose here this afternoon. Let's bring in a couple of voices that will be covering the action in turns one and two and up in three and four. Over in turns one and two from Barry, Vermont, Dave Moody. Thank you, Barney Hall. Good afternoon, everybody, from high atop the STP billboard here at the exit of turn two at Michigan International Speedway. Let's give you the tale of the tape. For many years, we told you 18 degrees of banking here at Michigan. Well, when they did the repave, they learned that they actually and inadvertently were the first track on the circuit to have variable, variable degree banking. It's 18 on the bottom, 19 in the middle, 20 up top. That very outside lane unlikely to be used today. The racing groove is about two lanes wide, about a lane off the bottom of the racetrack. That's where most of the business will be done this afternoon. It gets very tight exiting off turn two. That outside wall can creep up and bite you. When it does, not a lot of room to get out of trouble. We'll cover all the action today from high atop turn number two here at Michigan International Speedway. Now let's go to the other end of the backstretch and Mike Bagley of Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you, Dave Moody. Good afternoon, everybody. They mentioned the track wide, 73 degree actually 73 feet width of racing here in turns three and four however 
The racing's been confined to the lower two grooves. This track is very narrow. It will widen out over the course of 400 miles. But the biggest unknown is, with all this rain we've had this morning, how much rubber has been washed from the banking and how will that affect these race cars. The drivers will dive off into turn number three, shoot for the bottom of the racetrack, and drift a bit wide in the corner. We'll see some side-by-side racing, but that racing will again be confined to the lower half of this banking. We are positioned high atop turn number three in section 172, row 70 of a jam-packed turn three grandstand here this afternoon at Michigan International Speedway. Field has just crossed the line. They got the signal one to go to go under the green flag. Let's talk about the keys to the race this afternoon. And Barney, I think a more big main key in this race from what has taken place all this week so far is just being able to read the situation and pass along the information to the crew chief. That would certainly be the key to, as far as my, if I had a team out there, that's what, well, what I would do. There's no question about that. Right now, also, th- these guys have had some practice on this racetrack, Joe. They know the spot's probably not to be, and you don't want to, you don't want to put you, take yourself out real early. The issue as far as tires and tire wear here and everything, we'll have to wait and see. Just uh, being able to communicate the information to your crew chief, making the right changes at the right time, and, of course, fuel mileage, always a big issue here at Michigan. Those are the keys to the race brought to you by the 2012 Chevy Silverado, the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickups on the road. Today's broadcast of the Quicken Loans 400 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Michigan International Speedway to Motor Racing Network solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of the Motor Racing Network is prohibited. Field is working into turn number three, coming to the green flag now to start the running of the Quicken Loans 400. 200 laps making up the total distance of 400 miles here this afternoon after today 11 races before the chase begins. Up front, Marcus Ambrose and Kevin Harvick. Here's the pace truck dropping off the banking of turn number four hitting pit road. And for the start of the Quicken Loans 400, MRN Radio's Barney Hall. One of the driver's favorite racetracks and also the fans. Here they come down to the line. Green flag is in the air and we are underway for the annual Quicken Loans 400. As they race off to turn number one, big breakaway at the front of the field real quick. Tremendous start for Marcus Ambrose. He gets away and he takes most of the outside lane along with him. Casey Kane goes to the number two position. Matt Kenseth the third. Kevin Harvick to the outside. The battle for fourth alongside Greg Biffle. Biffle dives to the inside off turn number two. Ford and Chevy wheel to wheel there. The Ford of Biffle prevailing now at the end of the back straightaway. Although here comes Harvick back to the outside for just a moment. Biffle dives deeper into the corner. He'll grab fourth and shuffle Harvick back to the fifth position. They settle down now coming up off turn number four. But Marcus Ambrose has got a big jump on everybody. Put it away by just about maybe ten car links. Casey Kane rides behind him. You got Matt Kenseth there in third. Biffle is fourth and Harvick settles in in fifth. Sixth spot right now belongs to Joey Logano. Seventh is Tony Stewart. Trevor Bain rides in eighth. Clint Boyer, the number nine runner. And the the, uh, number ten position belongs to Eric Almirola. They race off turn two. Trouble off turn number two. Kurt Busch gets turned around right in the middle of the racetrack. He'll spin the car to the inside of the racetrack. Kurt Busch diving for the bottom of turn number two. Now he'll straighten the car out and drive away midway down the back straightaway. First service master clean caution of the day comes out at lap number, working on lap number two. Kurt Busch in trouble. Back to Mike Bagley. Yeah, it happened coming off turn number two, Joe. Kurt Busch got crossed up. He had been riding the outside line. Got crossed up sideways, spun the car to the inside of the racetrack. Nobody else involved. Kurt Busch, the first driver in trouble this afternoon here in Michigan. So the yellow flag comes out very early here at Michigan this afternoon. 
We're back at the Michigan International Speedway getting ready to go back to green flag racing. Marcus Ambrose, Casey Kane, Greg Biffle, Matt Kenseth, and Kevin Harvick are the front five. They mixed it up real quick. Didn't take long. Really did. Now, we have competition cautions coming today at lap 20 and again at lap 45 because of the new pavement and because of the fact that all the rubber was washed off by the rain showers here earlier today. Right now, going back to the green with Marcus Ambrose in the outside lane, pulling away easily from Casey Kane. Greg Biffle goes with him, and now Biffle looks to the outside. He's going to challenge high and wide for the lead as they hit the banking in turn number one. Ambrose on the inside. Greg Biffle on the outside. Biffle sideways off turn number two, hangs on to it, and there's still nose-to-nose for the top spot. Frank Biffle keeps that car off the wall. He will lose the lead. Marcus Ambrose powers to the inside. That yellow and black Stanley Ford goes back to the point. Biffle to second. Joey Logano now grabs third with Casey Kane and Kevin Harvick rounding out the top five. Front three break away just a little bit as they get off turn number four, point down the straightaway, but right now Marcus Ambrose saying, I've got the best car out here. Nobody's going to take this lead away. Greg Biffle's going to cry, though, and Joey Ligotti moves up into third place. Casey Kane and Kevin Harvick, they all race over to turn two. Challenge on for that fifth position. Harvick is going to lose the number five spot. Matt Kenseth slides underneath him. Greg Biffle up on the back bumper, loosens Ambrose up off two. Tries to make the challenge to the bottom. Started to the inside for a moment, gets back in line, will follow Ambrose or at least try to, but Joey Logano was there. Here's Biffle to the inside of Ambrose. He'll go to the point. The inside lane left open as Joey Logano will try to squeeze through down low. Battling for the second spot coming up off the corner as Trevor Bain slows and loses a lot of spots out there. We'll follow up with him in a few moments, but it's Biffle at the point now. He takes over the lead, pulling out in front of Marcus Ambrose in turn one. Ambrose rides in that second spot, about two car lengths up on Joey Logano. Three back to Casey Kane, who rides in the fourth position. A good gap, a second or more to Matt Kenseth, who completes the top five on the back straightaway. Kevin Harvick now settles in in the sixth position. Eric Almarola is up to seventh. Tony Stewart is eighth. Mark Martin is ninth. And Clint Boyer round out the top ten drivers as they race their way back through turns three and four. And thus far, it doesn't seem like they're having very much trouble getting through the corners, even though this is brand-new asphalt. They're right out against the wall coming out turn number four. Cross the line and go back into turn number one. Four-car breakaway. Then we drop back to fifth place. Matt Kenseth, Kevin Harvick, Eric Almarola, and Tony Stewart. So what back to track. Marty, let's see what's going on with Trevor Bain. Bain has a report. Trevor Bain reported to his crew member, crew chief Donnie Wingo, that the engine has gone sour on the Motocraft Quick Lane Ford. So he is limping around the racetrack. And they're getting ready to bring him down pit road to take a look at it. There may be a problem on the Jimmy Johnson car as well. He was slow off turn two last time by. Gave up five or six positions. Seems to be back up to speed now as they head for three. Here's Trevor Bain on pit road. Yeah, the first thing they're going to do is go under the hood and check plug wires. Donnie Wingo, veteran crew chief on it. The crew has worked. They're over the wall now working on the automobile. Rough, rough start for Trevor Bain after a great qualifying run. They are under the hood hoping... The good news is they find the plug wire off because if that's the case, that solves the problem. If they don't find the plug wire off, then potentially a bigger problem under the hood of the uh, quick lane motorcraft Ford. Kurt Busch was on pit road a moment ago also. A couple of times on pit road, actually, Barney, some pretty significant damage to that race car after that early altercation. The Venus Construction Service Chevrolet, they had to pound out the front nose. They changed left side tires, brought them back down pit road with a lot of bondo tape on that race car to try to keep it a little bit stable out there, but certainly not the way Kurt Busch went into the turn of the Sprint Cup Series. He was sitting out last week for his one week's extension. Problems early on for Kurt Busch and for Trevor Bain. As you heard up front, though, Greg Biffle 
still showing the way and starting to check out on Marcus Ambrose. Marcus Ambrose had fallen back into the clutches of Joey Logano in what would have been the battle for second, but Ambrose has since left the Joey Logano car and tried to track down the race leader. Trouble in turn one. Yeah, one car has gone up in smoke in a big-time way. Down on the apron of the racetrack, it's Josh Wise, the rookie competitor. That one just erupted as he let out of the throttle going into turn number one. A good bit of work by Wise to get it down on the apron, but there is a big trail of fluid coming out from under that machine. He's blown it up as he rolls down the backstretch. So the yellow flag comes out yet another time. Greg Biffle is the leader at this junction. Marcus Ambrose, Joey Logano, Casey Kane, and Matt Kenseth, the top five. And back on pit road, uh, Trevor. Bain, it appears Steve Post, the Wood Brothers, are headed to the garage. Yeah, plug wires were all attached. That's the bad news, so they're going to take it back to the garage and get a closer look at it. All right, we've completed 10 laps. Greg Biffle leads at Michigan. Underway with the running of the Quicken Loans 400 here at Michigan International Speedway, some one hour and 50 minutes late because of rain that came out earlier this afternoon. We are 12 laps in to the 200 laps that make up the total distance, and already we've had a good bit of action out there. Kurt Busch spun on the first lap off turn number two, and most recently here at lap nine, Josh Wise blew an engine, and that has brought out the most recent caution flag here this afternoon at Michigan International Speedway. Because of that blown engine, Service Master Clean Yellow Trucks have moved on to the racetrack to get us back under green. Remember to call Service Master Clean if a problem in your home or business slows you down. If you experience water, fire, or smoke damage, call the experts at Service Master Clean, who will restore your property and peace of mind in record time. And for the location nearest you, go to servicemasterclean.com. We are under the yellow flag. This is the way they're running with 13 laps complete. Greg Biffle is the leader. Marcus Ambrose is second. Joey Logano is third. Casey Kane is fourth. And Matt Kenseth fifth. Sixth belongs to Kevin Harvick. Eric Almarola is seventh. Tony Stewart is eighth. Ninth is Mark Martin. And tenth is Clint Boyer. Running 11th is Paul Menard. Denny Hamlin is in 12th. 13th is A.J. Allmendinger. 14th is Kyle Busch. And 15th, Jeff Burton. Regan Smith's in 16th. Austin Dillon is 17th, making his second career start of the Sprint Cup Series. Bobby Labonte is 18th. Ryan Newman, 19th. And Dave Blaney is in 20th. Martin Truex Jr. is 21st, 22nd, Brad Keselowski, 23rd is Jamie McMurray, Juan Pablo Montoya is 24th, 25th is Jeff Gordon, Carl Edwards is back there in 26th, David Reagan 27th, Casey Mears 28th, Travis Quapel is 29th, and 30th is Scott Riggs. Tony Raines is 31st, J.J. Yaley 32nd, 33rd is Michael McDowell with Landon Castle in 34th, Ken Schrader 35th, Jimmy Johnson is 36th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 37th, Joe Nemechek is in 38th, David Gilliland 39th, and Mike Bliss 40th. Kurt Busch is 41st, and out of the race already, two cars, Josh Wise and Trevor Bain. We told you that Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on pit road a few moments ago. Let's get our story on that from Steve Post. Yeah, he reported to crew chief Steve Letarte the car was, in his words, edgy, a little bit loose. So what they came in, they had some time. A rubber in the left rear. That's a spring rubber that goes in the spring and adjusts the handling of the race car. Chassis adjustment and uh, two tires, left side tires. The thing this does also now is they've got about five or six laps between now and that competition in lap 20, so it gives them a good chance to check out what this change makes. And if they like this change, maybe on that competition caution, they'll only need to take Sunoco Racing Fuel. So it opens the window with some options. They were 27th, so they didn't have a lot to lose by pitting at this point. Seems like most of the guys were kind of wondering how this race would play out, and we're very early into it. 14 laps have been completed right now. 
running at the speeds they are, they're they're having no problem whatsoever with that those kind of speeds right now. And it looks like there's already two grooves out in the turns. Hoping to be able to talk to our in-race reporter today, which uh, was supposed to be Trevor Bain. Unfortunately, Pete Pistone, he's back there in the garage. Are they continuing to work on the Ford there? Well, Trevor is out of the car, Joe. And uh, you were supposed to be our in-race reporter for the Motor Racing Network today, but a short day. What happened? Yeah, I didn't even get to break a sweat yet. It seems like uh, nothing like this ever happens on a day when you're running bad, but as soon as you have a fast race car and you feel like you're in the hunt, something comes up, you know, um, and it's frustrating. It is because I feel like, heck, in those three laps, I felt like we were okay. We were able to hang in there, and we were running top ten, so it's pretty deheartening, you know. This is tough when you have a day like this, but um, I know we'll fight back. These guys work so hard on our engine program at Ford, and uh, I don't know what happened here. I know we put some extra miles on them uh, yesterday, some extra heat cycles. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Uh, maybe we'd have just expired later in the race, so it's tough. But, um, you know, I hate it for my guys because it's not like we're here every weekend, and we want to make the best of every weekend that we can. And, uh, you know, at least we were running top ten when it happened, but it's still uh, it's a really tough day for us. Wish we were still out there making laps and getting better, getting experience, and uh, running up front. All right, tough break for Trevor Bain, uh, the 2011 Daytona 500 winner, with an early exit here and very disheartening. The Wood Brothers, we talked to Donnie Wingo this morning uh, during our rain delay. They felt they had a good piece here today, guys, and now that engine expires very early in this race. Yeah, tough break for those guys. Our in-race reporter coverage is brought to you by Mechanics Wear Gloves. Get your Mechanics Wear Gloves at Walmart, Lowe's, AutoZone, and many other great retailers nationwide or at Mechanics.com. Mechanics Wear, the tool that fits like a glove. Going to take another lap or so before they'll go back to green. They're working up in the turn four area, putting down some stay dry up there. So we are under the yellow flag at lap number 15, and they're getting the indication at the flag stand right now. Move around this racetrack one more lap, and we'll go back to green flag racing. Looking back a little bit further in the field, Kyle Busch is going to restart 14th, Jeff Burton 15th, some other cars back there, Regan Smith, Bobby Labonte, Ryan Newman. Uh, Brad Keselowski is way back in 22nd, but as I said a minute ago, Joe, doesn't seem to be that much problem to get through the corners and find a groove and do a little side-by-side passing, even on the outside of the racetrack. Yeah, well, there's no rubber at all. You know, yesterday in the Nationwide Series race, there was a big groove down on the inside of the track, and every every line up from that you would go through these corners, there was less and less rubber, and you got up to the very outside line, there was none whatsoever, and that typically is where the, the problems uh, came about on some of the restarts when they tried to go three wide today. Practically none out there because of all the rain, so they're all starting uh, on a level playing field, you might say, no yep. matter if you're at the top or the bottom of the racetrack uh, here today. Alex Hayden, we didn't get a chance to talk about this when we first came on the air, but uh, what are you hearing down there? What are crew chiefs uh, planning on today uh, having all the question marks that they have to deal with? Well, there's an awful lot that they're having to take a close look at. They're eager to get some of these Goodyear Eagle tires off the cars after this first competition caution coming up at lap number 20 to get a good idea of what the, uh, the track surface is like, and then they can adjust the race cars accordingly. Now, when it comes to Sonoma, fuel look for them to go about 38 laps or so on a full tank of fuel and with that competition caution coming out at lap number 20 they cannot take fuel until then once that uh, competition caution at 20 comes out they are able to add fuel even though there is a second one coming up at lap 45 so no fuel until lap 20 Pace truck about to hit pit road off turn number four, getting ready to go back to green. They'll take the green at lap 16 with Greg Biffle as the leader and Marcus Ambrose in second place. Green flag goes in the air. They get back down to business to see who can lead this lap. At the line, great restart. Greg Biffle takes off, heads off into turn number one, leave everybody else scrambled for second place. Marcus Ambrose will have the second spot with an an assist from behind from Joey Logano. Logano now will jump to the bottom of the racetrack and challenge Casey Kane. 
Joey goes to third, Kane back to fourth, then back, Kenza and Tony Stewart for a moment looking three wide up the middle. Further back, three wide, further back looking four wide as Denny Hamlin gets the shuffle backwards, closer to the front. Battle for the lead, a three-man card. It's Biffle, it's Ambrose, and it's Joey Logano breaking away for the rest of the pack. Biffle up front, leading the parade up off the corner, a three-car breakaway now as he head back to the start-finish line. Back at about the fifth or sixth position, one car stepping out of line. For a moment, Casey Kane looked at the move on Eric Almarola, but back in line he goes, single file to one. Nothing there for Casey Kane. As a matter of fact, he's going to fall back into the clutches of Tony Stewart. Smoke running in the number seven position. Gets up right underneath the rear spoiler of Casey Kane's farmer's Chevrolet trying to loosen him up off turn two. Battle for sixth comes to the back shoot between Casey Kane and Tony Stewart. They settle that battle down further back. First side-by-side battles where Juan Pablo Montoya steps out of line. Also Ryan Newman stepping out of line. Trying to stack it up double wide here early on in the quarters at Michigan. Joe, you said the caution first one to come out should be at lap 25. Yeah, the first competition caution, they had planned to be at lap 20, but since we just had a caution, they've moved it to lap number 25. The next one will come at lap 45, and Greg Biffle is kind of wondering out there what the situation is. Actually, lap 50, can he make it to that second competition caution? He's talking to his crew chief, Matt Pusha, and apparently we don't have that audio. But the field is over in Come turn on. number three in front of Mike Bagley. Craig Biffle, Marcus Ambrose, Joey Logano, three-car breakaway. Joey Logano soon to be tracked down by Matt Kenseth and Eric Almarola as they waste their way off the corner. Tell you where the hardest racing on the racetrack was a moment ago. It was back at 19th position. Juan Pablo Montoya, Martin Truex Jr., Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson, and Jamie McMurray. And Dave, you would think it was the final lap of the race the way they were going at it a minute ago. Yeah, gloves were definitely off. Marty. Everybody now back to about the top 15 has found themselves a little chunk of racetrack and just kind of settling in to put some wear on these tires and learn what they can learn here in the early lap. Challenge for third. Matt Kenseth has caught Joey Logano and at the end of the back straightaway, here's Kenseth in the Ford peeking to the orange Toyota of Logano. He'll look downstairs, won't get it done. He'll follow Logano in third and fourth. The man who's really moving out there, Barney, is Ryan Newman. He had to go to the rear for the start of the race this afternoon because they changed an engine in the U.S. Army Chevrolet and Newman has made his way all the way up now to the 16th position. He is flying out there as he goes back to turn one. The Rocket Man living up to his nickname here in the early going. He just did away with Brad Keselowski. Now he's got another one in the crosshairs. Pulls up on the back bumper of Bobby Labonte but can't make the move as they race to the back straight. Newman for a moment started to run to the inside. Backs away. Follows Labonte up the back straightaway. And now they continue that battle off the end of the back stretch in turn three. Good three-man battle there. Bobby Labonte, Ryan Newman, and Brad Keselowski as they race their way to the main straightaway. Check in with Steve Post real quick. Yeah, we're talking about Ryan Newman here on the broadcast, and last night when they had the tire change, reality was it helped some teams and it hurt some teams. I talked to Tony Gibson, his crew chief last night, or this morning, talked to Tony Gibson. He said that new tire worked for us. It made our car better than it was on the old tire, so that worked well. They had to scope the engine last night, found a little damage to one of the cylinders, which was the reason for the engine change, but not surprised at all, talking to Tony Gibson, that Ryan Newman is rocketing through the field. Change for the third position. Matt Kenseth chased down Joey Logano on the back straightaway, picked up the spot. Now he's trying to check out. Here's Eric Almarola closing in right behind him. Casey Kane and Tony Stewart in sixth and seventh. Stewart has been all over the back bumper of Casey Kane for the last five or six laps, trying to move Casey up the racetrack and get 
himself a run to the inside. He tries it again off two, but Casey Kane, the old sprint car driver, he doesn't mind that sideways stuff. Now Kane will drop to the inside. Stewart comes blasting by in the outside line. So Kane knew he was holding up Stewart, pulls to the inside, allows Tony to make the pass in the outside lane. Tony's already left it by two car lengths. Till this field getting pretty well strung out right now. They will be having a competition caution at lap number 25. Been watching Matt Kenseth. His normal style is to just find a place to, to ride comfortably, so to speak, the first half of the race. But he has been really aggressive these first 23 laps here. Must be really comfortable with the way the race car is running out there because, yeah, he's just charging on up there, as you said, picked up the third spot. Greg Bethel, his teammate, really got her in the wind over in turn number three, although Marcus Ambrose is starting to close in from the second position. They're ganging up again, back around the fifth position. That's where you find Eric Almirola. Tony Stewart on the charge there. He pulls to the inside of the track off turn number four, and the challenge is on as they come to the line. Across the line, head back off into turn number one. You can't believe how hard these guys are racing this early this afternoon. Let's follow that scramble down in turn one. That's a four-car battle right now. Joey Logano leads the way. Then next in line is Eric Almirola, feeling the heat from Tony Stewart. Casey Kane still right there as well. Smoke looks to the inside off turn two. Almirola slides that forward wide and opens up the inside line. Coming off turn number two, here's Stewart there trying to punch a hole to the bottom of the racetrack. Can't find the racing room on the back stretch. Instead, he'll back away, follow Almirola through the corner, and Smoke is strong at the exit of the corner. He'll draw right back up on his back bumper. Couple of Fords at the front of the field. It's Greg Biffle and Marcus Ambrose up front. But again, we go back to the battle for fourth now. Joey Logano holding the spot, at least for now. He's got a trunk full of Eric Almirola in turn. Almirola's got Tony Stewart all over his rear view mirror. Stewart again looking low off turn number two, but again, Eric Almirola too strong. Last two laps, Stewart has tried to loosen Almirola up at the exit of turn two, and Almirola's having none of it. Instead, Stewart will follow him back to the corner yet again. That competition caution is being displayed to the field right now. It comes at lap number 25 with Greg Biffle, Marcus Ambrose, Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, and Eric Almirola, the top five. We are back at the Michigan International Speedway. This competition caution has been just displayed to the field, and as they get ready to pit again, Greg Biffle, Marcus Ambrose, Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, and Eric Almirola are the top five. Single file, they'll peel off the corner up in turn number four, and I imagine just about everybody will Welcome, a pit stop. Right now, let's go down to Steve Post. And down here, Greg Biffle's crew is up on the wall here waiting for the 3M Ford. Matt Pusha is the crew chief on it. Biffle, he has been strong on old tires, strong on new tires, strong on everything. And he is the race leader as he rolls in 45 miles per hour. The crew goes over the wall around to the right side. Biffle, that gets a scrape of the grill on the front of the car. Right side tires are complete now. Second can of Sunoco fuel is in. Two tires, the call for Greg Biffle. Fuel only for Kyle Busch. Fuel only for Ryan Newman. A lot of different calls down here on pit road, Alex. And it's right side Goodyear Eagles for Tony Stewart. Right sides for Joey Logano. Likewise for Regan Smith. He's down and away. Jeff Burton gets service as well. And it's going to be four fresh Goodyear Eagles Sunoco fuel for the fasten-off board of Carl Edwards, a myriad of different types of strategies. Pete Pistoni. Lots of different types of strategies at this end of pit road as well. Matt Kenseth, fuel only. Right side tires for Paul Menard. Mark Martin, fuel only. Casey Kane was also in. Clint Boyer in as well. And it was a lot of different strategies. Now the key will be some of these teams that took tires. Let's see how that wear is as we get ready to get to that next competition caution at lap 50. 
From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. You know, you can enhance your race viewing experience of Michigan with TNT Race Buddy on NASCAR.com. Watch the action from 10 live video streams. Listen to live in-car audio. You can try it right now for free at NASCAR.com. Cleaning up after the third Service Master Clean Caution of the day. This was the planned competition caution planned by NASCAR because of the repave and the rain. Another one is coming up at lap 50 in today's race. We're at lap 28. Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano up front after the pit stops. There's Landon Castle and Marcus Ambrose lining up on row number two, followed by Mark Martin, who will restart in fifth, Kyle Busch in sixth, Greg Biffle in seventh, Clint Boyer eighth, Tony Stewart ninth, and Casey Kane tenth. Showing in 11th is J.J. Yaley, Eric Almarola's 12th, Paul Menard's 13th, Ken Schrader 14th, and 15th, A.J. Allmendinger. 16th, Martin Truex Jr., and 17th is Ryan Newman, 18th is Denny Hamlin. Starting 19th will be Regan Smith, and in 20th, Jimmy Johnson. Brad Keselowski way back in 21st for the restart with Jeff Gordon alongside him, 22nd. 23rd is Bobby Labonte, 24th is Austin Dillon, Jeff Burton is 25th, Dave Blaney 26th, then it's Dale Hart Jr., 27th, Casey Mears, 28th, Juan Pablo Montoya restarts 29th, and 30th is Jamie McMurray, and they have waved off the restart. They will go at least one more lap before we get back onto the green flag. So Matt Kenseth will restart as the leader. As I said a moment ago, Matt's kind of changed his driving style in the, about midway through the season this year. Usually he'll just find a comfortable place to ride, even though the car can be as good as anybody out there, and then all of a sudden he's there challenging for a win. So Kenseth's the leader, Marcus Ambrose second, Joey Logano third, and Mark Martin is fourth, and fifth is Kyle Busch. Let's get a tire report after this competition caution. Alex Hayden? Yeah, Joe, right now we're seeing uh, really good-looking tires down here. No no problems whatsoever. We've seen some of the cars who took four fresh tires. The left side Goodyear Eagles look really good. Of course, that's the new harder compound that they brought in late yesterday. The right side tires, the same one they've been running all weekend, they look good in my end of the pit lane as well, Steve Post. Here, Alex, to me, is the ringing endorsement of the tires. I have got all the way through my pit lane, but Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, A.J. Allmendinger, Ryan Newman, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., all went with no tires on that. These crew chiefs obviously feel very comfortable with these tires to have the perfect opportunity to change them and take a look at them and not take that opportunity to do so. Sounds to me like they're pretty comfortable with the Goodyear Racing Eagles. Pete? Lots of comfort down here as well, Postman, in terms of the tires, but Kevin Harvick has been on pit road a couple of times. They had some trouble with the left front hub on that uh, wheel, and they had to come down a couple of times, uh, Kevin reporting a vibration, so they did change the tire, not because of wear, but because of trouble with that hub. So a little bit of a rough start here early on here for the guy who started outside the front row, Kevin Harvick. Pace truck leads them up into turn number four, getting ready to cut them loose. They'll go green at lap number 30 here at the Michigan International Speedway this weekend. And all of a sudden right now, the skies around the place are brightening even more. It is now absolutely a perfect day to watch a stock car race here 
at the Michigan International Speedway. Here they come down to the line. Front row, Matt Kenseth, Marcus Ambrose, Joey Logano, Mark Martin, and Kyle Busch. Top five. Green goes in the air. And at the bottom of the racetrack, Joey Logano is getting anxious to move up. He bumps Matt Kenseth just a little bit as they go off into the turn. Kenseth takes the cue and gets on the on the hammer. He and Marcus Ambrose are going to go side by side. Ambrose with a big run midway through, through turn number two. He's going to take the lead. Kenseth the second. Joey Logano and Mark Martin. Now they're side by side behind Martin. Here's Eric Almarola, Greg Biffle wheel to wheel behind them. Clint Boyer and Tony Stewart race side by side off the end of the back straightaway. Marcus Ambrose up front. Four car lengths in hand over Kenseth. And then the same back to Logano. First battle for the fifth spot. Greg Biffle with Eric Almarola trying to make a move on him again. That's for the fifth position. They are side by side. Right behind them, Clint Boyer and Tony Stewart going at it in turn one. Biffle gets the advantage. He's going to take that spot. Here comes Tony Stewart diving to the bottom of the racetrack. He's going to take the number seven position away from Clint Boyer. So Stewart to seventh, eight to AJ Allmendinger, then Eric Almarola. Up front battle for the lead. Kenseth to the inside of Ambrose. Side by side, a couple of Fords at the front of the field. Kenseth Fender out in front. He'll blow by out uh, Ambrose to the bottom of the racetrack. Kenseth goes back to the point with Ambrose, also Logano, and Mark Martin in hot pursuit. Matt Kenseth takes it right out against the wall. They're having no trouble running that high lane there, but here comes the challenge for this number one spot. It is Matt Kenseth as he grabs up there. Marcus Ambrose goes back to second place. Joey Logano falls to third. Mark Martin fourth, and Greg Miffle fifth there in turn one. Sixth spot belongs to Tony Stewart, and he's got a big pack snarling on his back bumper. Clint Boyer punches a hole to the inside of Kyle Busch. They're going to go door-to-door off turn two. Closer to the front, challenge for third. Here's Mark Martin. He'll change lanes, pull to the inside of Joey Logano. Mark Martin goes to third. The inside lane is left open. Here's Greg Biffle. He'll dive to the bottom of the racetrack as well. So Joey Logano loses a couple of spots in that exchange. A little bit further back, they double up, coming up off turn number four. As one car drops way down to the inside of the track, that's Ryan Newman, who again started at the rear of the field. He's worked his way now all the way up to 11. Yeah, Ryan Newman wasting no time right now, picking him off as quickly as he can. He just made his way underneath the Paul Menard machine, sets the crosshairs on Eric Almarola as they make their way single file for the moment. Watching Ryan Newman now running in single file formation right behind Eric Almarola. He's content to ride in single file formation right now. Closer to the front, Tony Stewart, not so much. He looks to the inside of Joey Logano trying to break into the top five. Tony Stewart gets a fender alongside, not able to complete the pass here at the start-finish line, but he hasn't given up. He's going after him one more time in turn number one. I believe he's going to get it. He's got that low line, and he drives it deep into turn number one, getting the number five spot to Tony Stewart. Logano drop kicks back to six, and it's about five car lengths back to seventh place, Clint Boyer, Kyle Bush, A.J. Allmendinger, and Eric Almarola. Those leaders come to the back straightaway. The first side-by-side battle is where the Napa machine of Martin Truex Jr. starting to get a bit restless. He'll change lanes. He'll pull to the inside of Regan Smith off the end of the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson and Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that battle right there as well. Back around the 14th position where that action is taking place. Truex does complete the pass. Jimmy Johnson right behind him, and now Jimmy is under attack. Down to the inside of the racetrack comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He lines up with drafting help from Denny Hamlin. A couple of uh, Hendrick Motorsports teammates getting into the fray right there. Denny Hamlin now 
will punch the hole to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Trying to fall Dale Earnhardt Jr. through. Looks like he'll get it done at the exit of two. Junior's completed the pass. He's pulled away by five or six car legs. Here's Johnson and Hamlin. They are racing side by side. Bobby Labonte and also Casey Kane in their private battle. Right behind the ongoing Johnson-Hamlin tussle in three and four. This battle on the racetrack may be for the lead here at the start-finish line. Matt Kenseth has it. Marcus Ambrose has got a really powerhouse car out there. He's right with him in turn two. And Ambrose is going to have to turn up the heat in a hurry because growing large in the rearview mirror is the Aaron's dream machine. Mark Martin is on the prowl. He now has caught Ambrose. It was a two-man dance up front. Matt Kenseth. Marcus Ambrose, but now here comes Mark Martin into the mix. He has that car in the win. He comes off the end of the back straightaway, looks to the inside. He's not close enough to make the move, but he's got some room to roam here in the corners as he looks high and low. Kenseth leads him coming up off turn two, but has, or turn four that is, has plenty of company there in the form of Marcus Ambrose and Mark Martin right there with him. And not far back, Greg Biffle is beginning to close the gap as well. It had been a two-man breakout at the front. It's now three. Another couple of laps. Greg Biffle wants a piece of the action as well. One man starting to get the work done as well. Tony Stewart, we talked about him making his way through the field. He is in the fifth position, and he has left Joey Logano in the rearview mirror. He's starting to slowly but surely track down Greg Biffle in what would be a battle for fourth. They're about to put 38 laps complete. Matt Kenseth, Marcus Ambrose, Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, and Tony Stewart. That's the top five. We are back at the Michigan International Speedway, racing here in the Quicken Loans 400 this afternoon under, as we said, beautiful sunny skies, perfect weather right now. Pretty good battle on the racetrack at the front of the field. Seen some good races back in the field, too, but Matt Kenseth has been able to keep everyone behind him so far as he goes over to turn two. Hasn't been easy either because Marcus Ambrose has been wrapping on the back door just about every time by. It's another three car lengths back to Mark Martin. Now just two more to Greg Biffle. Here they come to the back straightaway. Matt Kenseth has not been able to check out and pull away for the rest of the field. Instead, he's got Marcus Ambrose keeping him at arm's length. And then a battle developing for third. Mark Martin, Greg Biffle in their private battle as they race off turn number four. That would be for the third position. They settle down a little bit now as they work up off turn number four. Dale Hart Jr. has come to life. He restarted back in 23rd, and Jr. has worked his way all the way up to the 13th spot. And Steve Post, he only took two tires, right? Yeah, he took two tires on the competition caution. But remember, back on lap 11, he came in, took two tires there, but they made major adjustments. They put a spring rubber in, and they made a chassis adjustment. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was reporting before those adjustments that the cars was edgy. Now Steve Letarge is checking in with him. Car is very, very fast, and it's fun watching Dale Earnhardt Jr. pass cars and move forward here in the field this afternoon. Field works back over into turn number three with Matt Kenseth showing the way, actually down here at the start-finish line. He just can't seem to shake Marcus Ambrose. Ambrose had the pole for today's race. He wants to be up front again. And he's got to try to make a dive to the bottom of the racetrack again in turn one. The bad news for Kenseth is he's been unable to shake Marcus Ambrose. The good news is he's been able to keep him in the back in the backyard, but only by about a car length. Ambrose is there, riding along in second. Couple of Fords, Ford Power leading the way early in the going. Here at Michigan, Ambrose is 
is there again. A car length in arrears to Kenseth, peeking to the inside of the racetrack, trying to gain the advantage, but he won't be able to do it this time through. Marcus Ambrose has been trying to get a good run coming off turn number four to go down to the bottom of the racetrack and move around that way. That hasn't worked. So again, he tucks right back in on his rear deck as they go off to turn number one, just about a car length between the first and second place cars. Just shadowing his tire tracks. Kenseth taking a little wider entry into turn one, kind of a sweeping entry. Ambrose trying to shortcut things a little bit and dive to the bottom earlier. So far, it has not worked for Ambrose. One thing Ambrose is doing, he is staying in the tire tracks up the back straightaway in the slipstream of Matt Kenseth. But at the entrance of turn three, that's where Kenseth is able to get the advantage. And Ambrose is varying his line, maybe five feet here or there, looking high and low, trying to get some sort of an advantage. A little further back, we were talking about Dale Hart Jr. Well, he's picked up another spot that's made a pass by Ryan Newman. So Jr.'s worked his way up into the 12th position. Jeff Gordon's going nowhere. Carl Edwards continues to struggle. Jeff is back in 22nd right now. And Carl started back deep in the field this afternoon. He's only in the 27th position. That's kind of the way his year has gone, Barney. More or less, it really has. Let's jump back up to the front of the field again. Marcus Ambrose and Matt Kinsis about to get at it as they head down the back straight. Off the end of the back straightaway, the two leaders come, separated by about a half a car, one and a half car lengths, maybe two, with Mark Martin, another five in arrears in third. That's the front three. Then comes Greg Biffle in the fourth spot. Tony Stewart rides in fifth. Sixth is Joey Logano, and that's where the action is right now. Clint Boyer has caught him, and right behind is Kyle Busch. Let's follow that trio back to turn one. Well, the moment Logano has that battle in hand, but Clint Boyer has made things hot and heavy the last few laps. Then it's another three car lengths. Back to the trailing car of Kyle Busch. Two more to A.J. Allmendinger. Two more to Brad Keswowski. Five cars lined up right there behind last weekend's winner of Pocono. Here's Joey Logano and Clint Boyer. That battle continues to tighten up a tad. Two car lengths between the two. Boyer's able to catch him at the end of the straightaway, but Logano is stronger at corner entry, and that proved this uh, this way this time through. Joey's had a really strong car all day long. He's having just a fantastic year, not only in the Nationwide Series, but also in the Cup Series. Matt Kenseth leads. Marcus Ambrose is second. Mark Martin is third. Greg Biffle fourth. And Tony Stewart fifth. Sixth is Joey Logano. Clint Boyer moved up to seventh. Kyle Busch began to be a player. He's eighth. A.J. Allmendinger ninth. And tenth is Brad Keselowski. In eleventh now, Eric Almarola. Dale Hart Jr. has worked his way up to twelfth. Ryan Newman is in 13th. Martin Truex Jr. on the move. He's up to 14th now. Jimmy Johnson's 15th. Denny Hamlin runs in 16th. 17th is Paul Menard. 18th, Casey Kane. 19th, Regan Smith. And one Pablo Montoya, 20th. And Marcus Ambrose just took the lead from turn four to the start-finish line. He's moved back out front. 21st is Jeff Gordon. 22nd, Bobby Labonte. 23rd is Jeff Burton. Austin Dillon right now is 24th. 25th belongs to Carl Edwards. 26th is Kevin Harvick. Jamie McMurray is 27th. 28th belongs to Dave Blaney. David Reagan's 29th. Casey Mears is 30th. 31st is Landon Castle. 32nd, David Gilliland. Travis Quapple runs 33rd. Kurt Busch is 34th. J.J. Yaley, 35th. Then it's Tony Raines in 36th and Ken Schrader, 37th. Everybody else is in the garage. That includes Michael McDowell. He'll be scored 38th today. Mike Bliss, 39th. Joe Nemechek, 40th. Scott Riggs, 41st, Josh Wise, 42nd, and Trevor Bain, 43rd. At lap 50, that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Check, take a swing down pit road, check right now, and see if there's a lot of radio chatter about the cars, how they're handling, how the tire wear is handling. Let's first go down to Alex Hayden. Yeah, Barney, there is quite a bit of chatter going on with some of these teams as the, uh, they get ready for another pit stop with the second competition caution. 
very soon. But these guys, are, a lot of them saying that the cars are tight, including Joey Logano and Carl Edwards, who actually is tight in the center and very loose off. Others say they're still just a little bit free, but they got an opportunity to adjust on the race cars very soon. All right, this is the competition caution that was scheduled at lap number 50. Barney, I don't think I ever recall a race where they had two NASCAR competition cautions within one event. No, I don't. I don't ever remember that, and I've been around a long time, but I won't say it hasn't happened, yeah. but I can't remember if it has. Certainly not in recent history, but uh, we had one that was scheduled for 20. They moved it to 25 because we had some earlier cautions today. The second one here at lap number 50 coming out with Marcus Ambrose as the race leader. Again, uh, cautions out. That means it's time to call on the Service Master Clean Trucks. More than 30,000 businesses around the world depend on Service Master Clean for janitorial and commercial cleaning. Count on them to keep your facility on track and your business racing. Service Master Clean also are experts at commercial and residential floor care. Find the Service Master Clean location nearest you at servicemasterclean.com. Here's the way they come to pit road. Marcus Ambrose up front, Matt Kenseth in second. Mark Martin, third. Greg Biffle, fourth. And Tony Stewart in fifth. Sixth is Joey Logano. Clint Boyer, seventh. Followed by Kyle Busch, A.J. Allmendinger, and Brad Keselowski. That is the top ten. And now, Barney, the action again along the pit lane. Yep. Pace car brings them down to the line. Pit road is open. And front of the whole field is moving down into Pete Pistone's position. Pete? Matt Kenseth, the second place man, has the 43rd pit stall. He's the first one in for tires and service. Mark Martin is also in the Aaron's Dream Machine. Paul Menard, right side tires going on the Menard Chevrolet. Casey Kane has the Farmer's Insurance Chevrolet here. Right side tires going on that vehicle. Also, we have Kevin Harvick back on pit road as well. And there goes Clint Boyer with four tires in fuel. The order of the day down at this end of pit road. Alex Hayden? It's going to be four fresh Goodyear Eagles, two cans. Sunoco fuel for Tony Stewart. Meanwhile, Greg Biffle, Mark Martin, Brad Keselowski, Eric Almirola will be the first handful of cars off the pit lane. Different strategies again being played out. Four fresh Goodyear Eagles for Carl Edwards. Likewise for Joey Logano. Problem on the right front corner for the McDonald's Chevrolet for Jamie McMurray. He's still on pit road, and he'll lose positions in wholesale fashion, Steve Post. Yeah, down here it looked like four tires for Kyle Busch, four tires for Ryan Newman. Greg Biffle, a little off-sequence with the tire strategy. He went with two, four tires and a chassis adjustment for Jimmy Johnson on the Lowe's Home Improvement Chevrolet. So they get that uh, service again under this competition caution this afternoon at lap number 50 and pull back onto the racetrack. Shortly, we'll go back under the green flag. Sunoco's Free Fuel 5000 is here. It's your chance to win the official fuel of NASCAR, 5,000 gallons of it. Stick the Sunoco decal on your ride, and our spotters will be looking for you at Sunoco stations. Get your decal at Sunoco today. Back at Michigan on a half lap from going under the green flag, Ford has 31 victories here at Michigan, more than any other manufacturer. And up till that lap, they had led every lap here this afternoon. J.J. Yaley stayed on the racetrack, and so he takes over the lead at lap 53. Lining up for the restart, it's going to be Greg Biffle, Mark Martin up there, followed by Brad Keselowski, Marcus Ambrose, and Eric Almirola. That's the way they will get set to come to the green flag and restart this race as Yaley comes to pit road. Then it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll restart in seventh, Matt Kenseth in eighth, Juan Pablo Montoya ninth, and Clint Boyer tenth. The rest of the top 20, Denny Hamlin's 11th, Martin Truex 12th, 13th is Tony Stewart, 14th is A.J. Allmendinger, and 15th is Joey Logano. Carl Edwards, 16th, Bobby Labonte, 17th, 18th is Jeff Gordon, Austin Dillon, 19th, and 20th is Jimmy Johnson. And they do a wave-off, so they'll make at least another lap. 
before we go back to green. Give us time to go on down the leaderboard and tell you how they stack up here before we go back under the green flag. 21st is Paul Menard, 22nd Ryan Newman, Casey Kane 23rd, Kyle Busch 24th, and 25th is Jeff Burton. 26th Kevin Harvick, Regan Smith is 27th, Landon Castle there 28th, in 29th, David Gilliland, Casey Mears is in the 30th position. Let's get an update on Kyle Busch. He's just made his second stop on pit road. Yeah, Kyle Busch, a little contact with the outside retaining wall off turn number two. The crew is working on the right front. They don't think it's anything major problem-wise on the Snickers peanut butter Toyota, but they're just working to make sure that they have good wheel clearance from the fender and all of the undercarriage parts and pieces. So, under caution here, they've already pitted twice, so they have nothing to lose. They just want to make sure they give it the good once-over before they send them out on the speedway to race at these speeds. Coming off a 30th place finish at Pocono last week after blowing an engine while running in the 12th position. Kyle does have that uh, one win earlier this year at Richmond, and he won the August race here at Michigan last year, but off to kind of a slow start here today. Yep, and he's kind of off to a slow start the way he normally gets a, a year or whatever back underway. He's about as aggressive as any driver out there. We'll find out how he plays out as the day goes on. But right now, Mark Martin's going to be the man at the front of the field. Everybody's to take a shot at him. Greg Biffle will be in second. Then Brad Keselowski, Marcus Ambrose, and Eric Almarola. I don't think we've seen any big surprises thus far this afternoon. Uh, some of the issues that they worried about, maybe the speed, high speeds of turning around 200-plus miles an hour, doesn't even seem to be a problem at all. It's been a very competitive race and a very clean race for the most part here so far, but we are very, very early coming up on the completion of lap 55 of 200 that make up the total distance. Here's the pace truck on pit road. Mark Martin and Greg Biffle at the head of the pack, and Biffle has that uh, – Ford fired up, pulls away quickly across the line, and leads Martin and Marcus Ambrose up to turn one. It'll be Martin on the bottom of the racetrack. Marcus Ambrose up high, the battle for second. Ambrose will prevail in that one. Martin now drop kick back to third. Fourth to Dale Earnhardt Jr., then Brad Keselowski. Leaders come to the back straightaway. Greg Biffle now out in front and pulling away, although Marcus Ambrose starting to break away from Mark Martin himself. Further back, looking three wide for a moment. Denny Hamlin to the inside of Eric Almarola, who is trying to put a move on that. Kenseth instead, Hamlin to work on Almirola, and he's still stuck out of line in three. Pretty wild racing back there, about seventh place that we're talking about. Eric Almirola, Matt Kenseth in that pack, Denny Hamlin is, so is Clint Boyer, and Tony Stewart's in the mix right now. They all go to turn one. They're shuffling the deck pretty hard right now. A.J. Allmendinger down to the inside, falls in line behind Tony Stewart. Right behind him, Martin Truex Jr. takes a spot away from Eric Almirola. Eric trapped in the outside lane. There goes Joey Logano, Carl Edwards, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Almirola backpedaling in the outside. He has definitely dropped anchor in the outside line. Now he finally changes lanes, pulls that forward to the inside of the racetrack. So he's found a place down low, right in front of Austin Dillon in three. Up front, though, it's Greg Biffle, Marcus Ambrose, Mark Martin, Dale Hart Jr., and Brad Keselowski at lap 57. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The battle for the lead is on again at Michigan. Marcus Ambrose dives to the bottom of the racetrack, trying to thread the needle to the inside of Greg Biffle. Can't get it done. Biffle away by half a car lane. And that maneuver has allowed Mark Martin to close in. It's also allowed Dale Earnhardt Jr. to close in. Four-man dance at the front of the pack. Biffle, Ambrose, Martin, and Earnhardt. And then five car lengths back to Keselowski in fifth. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. 
Big pack of traffic in turn number one, and four of that pack of traffic running for the lead. Yeah, Greg Biffle's got about a five-car length advantage over Ambrose, but then it's tight quarters back to Mark Martin. Two more to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Front four now up the back straightaway. Brad Kazlowski trying to make that a five-man fight and a free-for-all for the lead here at Michigan. But they've got to catch Greg Biffle starting to leg it out a tad up front. Now Biffle opens it up by five car lengths at the point. Biffle shows the way at lap 61. Marcus Ambrose is in second now with Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Brad Keselowski, the rest of the top five. Let's take a sweep down pit road and check on some developing stories brought to you by Goodyear Tire, the official tire of NASCAR. From the green flag to the checkered flag, racing wouldn't be the same without Goodyear. Goodyear, more driven. Alex Hayden? Yeah, Joe, we're seeing all kinds of different tire strategies being played out. Marcus Ambrose has only changed right side tires one time. The lefts have gone the entire distance to this point. And uh, Joey Logano changed all four here on this last pit stop. Carl Edwards, another one of those teams uh, that's only changed the right side tires just one time. Now, Jeff Burton, the Caterpillar Chevrolet, just came to pit road on this last competition. Caution, their first pit stop at the first competition. Caution, back on lap 27, they changed right side tires. They went the next 25 to 30 laps, took all four good years this time, and they have big blisters on the right front tire and a big blister on the left rear tire. So what they're going to do is change the crossway to the race car by uh, adjusting the wedge bolts at the back of the car and shift the weight around to see if that's going to help this problem that they're having. But right now, Caterpillar Chevrolet of Jeff Burton showing blisters on the right front and left rear. He's the only one that's got any blistering going on on the Goodyear tires to this point in the race. Steve Post. Yeah, Alex, you know, track position, we talk about it so much, but when you think about it, 200 plus miles per hour, how much the air must move around back in the pack. Well, Juan Pablo Montoya, driver of the Target Chevy, they've been fighting a tight condition and they've been mid-pack. They decided to try to make an adjustment, but one other thing they decided to do on that last pit stop on lap number 52, Chris Heroy, he he beckoned his guys to get a good two-tire pit stop. They wanted to see what that target Chevy would do up toward the front of the field. Great pit stop, has them out six. Now it's a little early to tell, but they're going to try it with some track position and see how good up front that one Pablo Montoya-driven Chevrolet from Chip Ganassi Racing really is. Pete Pistoni? Well, Postman down at this end of pit road, the good news is no tire blistering being recorded at this point for anyone. That's good news for Mark Martin, who's right now in the top five, and his teaching driving children. They were basically the poster children for the blistering tire issue that surfaced here on Friday, which basically prompted Goodyear to bring the new left side tires. The good news is in those tires, the left side seemed to be holding up for everyone. And basically the two Michael Waltrip racing entries, which would be Mark Martin and Joe Boyer, both just took right side tires that time down this road. Now also getting reports from some drivers at the racetrack now that it's taking rubber, starting to tighten up a little bit. So we might see some adjustments the next time these drivers come down this road. A little more difficult to negotiate and navigate around this 15 mile over, so we'll keep our eyes on adjustments maybe the next time down pit road. Joe, a lot of times uh, in a situation on a tire deal like the Jeff Burton 
car blistering a couple of tires. A lot of times it's not the tire, it's the setup they've got in the car. It can make all the difference in the world. It can be the setup. It can also be the way the driver is handling the car on the racetrack, what groove he's choosing out there, and the way he's driving the race car. So a lot goes into it. You can't always just blame it on the tire. As you said, there's a lot of uh, different issues to look at. Greg Biffle's got her in the wind once again as he maintains about a 10-car length lead over what may be shaping up. It's a good battle for second, Mike Bagley. Yes, it is. Marcus Ambrose looks in the rearview mirror instead of seeing Mark Martin there. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there. Jr. got around Martin a handful of laps ago. He has left Martin in the dust, and he's about four car lengths behind Ambrose. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has had a solid car all day long. He hasn't been out of the top ten but a couple of times and able to get right back in there each time around. So this may be his day. He's running third here at Michigan. Field goes into the corner comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. about five or six car lengths back of Marcus Ambrose. That battle is kind of ebbed and flowed. Jr. makes a run. Ambrose pulls away. And so is the battle for the lead. Biffle will leg it out for a bit, and then all of a sudden Ambrose will creep in. That ebb and flow, if you will, of the battles in the first, second, third positions between Biffle, Ambrose, and Earnhardt Jr. Today is the four-year anniversary of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s last victory. It came here at Michigan on June 15, 2008. That's 143 races ago. Amazing that it's been that long since Jr.'s gone to victory lane. Over four years. That just doesn't even sound right. It's almost like he took a vacation for three years and then he came back into racing. But as I said, today might be the day he changes all that. You know, for over 60 years, Wrangler's been making the most comfortable jeans. That's because Wranglers are made with a U-shape that fits around you, giving you more room where you need it the most. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has brought the fans to their feet the way he's getting around this racetrack. He's moved into the lead right now. Looked like they were really having a big time out there. Dale Jr., Marcus Ambrose, Greg Biffle, and Mark Martin all in that pack of traffic. Yeah, they have takes over the top spot, and that was a pretty bold move coming off turn two, Mike Bagley. Yes, it was. Uh, first, it was Ambrose getting by Greg Biffle, and then uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. latched on to Ambrose and coming off two. What a run for Jr. Moved to the bottom of the racetrack, dusted him off by the, reach, uh, by the time they reached the end of the back straightaway, much to the delight of all the Dale Earnhardt Jr. fans in this grandstands here this afternoon at Michigan. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Today's broadcast of the Quicken Loans 400 on the Motor Racing Network is brought to you in part by Gatorade. Gatorade knows it all begins within. Win from within. By Mobile One, the world's leading synthetic motor oil brand. Mobile One. By Wright's brand bacon. Bigger, better bacon. Find out more at biggerbetterbacon.com. And by Barbasol Shaving Cream, America's leader for a close, comfortable shave. Better by Barbasol. Dale Jr. may have one of the best cars on the racetrack. He's over in turn two. Well, he's got far and away right now the best car on the racetrack. He just put a lap on Kenny Trader, and he has run away and hidden from the rest of the field. Yeah, he's leaving him in the dust right now. Puts the lap on Schrader. Soon to put a lap on Kurt Busch. He comes out of, off the end of the back straightaway. That car looks solid. Right down the middle of the two lanes that have been worked in, about a half a groove off the bottom of the racetrack. Meanwhile, Greg Biffle not doing quite so well. He led 36 laps earlier this afternoon. Now he's fallen back to third. The problem? I just way too loose, man. Can't, uh, can't really drive it. All right, that's orange. Take care. We'll get you up. Not a problem. That's Greg talking to crew chief Matt Pusha saying the car is way too loose out there. 
and that's cost him some positions. What was really good early on, Barney not so good right now. Yeah, that'll happen several times before the afternoon is over and the checker flag comes down. The guy will get it hooked up for maybe one pit stop and the next one not so good. But for Earnhardt Jr., he's the fans right now, you can tell where he is on the racetrack when he comes off turn number four, about half the grandstand rises to their feet to cheer him on. They'd love to see him get that first win in more than four years. I still can't believe it's been that long since he won a race, but it has. Yeah, but this season has been all about Junior as far as being consistently up there in the top ten. He had an eighth-place run at Pocono last week. That was his third straight top ten, an 11th top ten finish of this season, and, of course, second of the championship point standings. That says it all for Junior, and looks like he's pretty determined with a good race car here today. I mentioned the 143 race winless streak for Junior. His crew chief, Steve Latart, has a winless streak of his own of 115 races since he's gone to victory lane. So they both got a goal to shoot for here this afternoon at Michigan, and it might just happen, as we said a moment ago. J.J. Yaley is out of the race. So is Michael McDowell. Mike Bliss is in the garage. Joe Nemechek is parked it. Scott Riggs is out. Josh Wise and Trevor Bain, and that's all here at lap 77. A couple of guys doing really well out there. You might not expect to be up close to the front of the field. Juan Pablo Montoya having a great day. He's in the top 10, currently running eighth in the 8th position, looking really racy out there. We talked about the struggles of Jeff Gordon early on. He's worked his way up close to the top 10, currently in the 12th position. Carl Edwards finally moving up the leaderboard. He's in the 14th spot. And young Austin Dillon in only his second Sprint Cup Series start, currently running in the 17th spot. Let's get a further update on Dale Earnhardt Jr., the man who leads his race by 1.1 seconds. You know, Joe, when we talked to people in the pit area in the garage this morning, we talked about the guys that this new tire that they tested last night helped and the guys that hurt. If you talked in the garage area, you'd have thought Dale Earnhardt Jr. was ready to cash it in. They had nothing good to say about this tire and this combination, but boy, what a difference. Steve LaTarte's worked his magic on it, and that car is very fast. Early pit stops, Martin Truex Jr., the Napa know-how Toyota. Four tires, two Kansas Sunoco racing fuel. Down and away, Alex Hayden, they're busy in front of you. Denny Hamlin, the FedEx office Toyota, is already down and away. They took four fresh Goodyear Eagles Sunoco racing fuel. Little problem, slow on the left front tire. They made a big chassis adjustment with the wedge in the right rear corner of the race car. His machine very tight in the center and extremely loose off. He's headed back out on the racetrack. So a couple of early pit stops. You'll be seeing some more coming in shortly as one car comes rolling slowly down uh, onto the entrance of uh, pit road. That is Tony Raines. He'll take the car directly back into the garage, joining those that Barney told you about earlier this afternoon. Junior's lead now one full second over Marcus Ambrose. Uh, although Junior's taking the lead, and as we talked about, the fans really like seeing that. I think Marcus as Ambrose is showing us a lot of determination today as well. Yeah, we need to talk about Marcus. He's got a good car out there, using it very wisely. He's been in a couple of big packs of traffic over there, Dave Moody, and, and come get come away without too much damage on the thing. But for the most part, he's just running just as absolutely as hard as he can to see if he can get to victory lane. Caution yeah, is, caution is coming out. Uh, Service Master Clean Caution, Barney, here at lap number 80. This will be the fifth time we've seen one. Here this afternoon, apparently for debris, just as A.J. Allmendinger had come to pit road, Postman. Yeah, the Shell Pennzoil Dodge is down here. They're going to complete their work. They did right side tires. Now they're making the call for four tires. Todd Gordon, the crew chief on it. Sunoco Racing Fuel is topped off. He's had a solid run, was running 12th when he came down. Now we just have to see in scoring where he gets uh, righted back up. 
after uh, what we assume is a bunch of pit stops that are going to be coming up now that the fields are slowed here under caution. All right, apparently the debris coming off the safer barrier as a couple of cars scrape the wall in the back straightaway. And again, that'll bring out the Service Master Clean Caution for the fifth time this afternoon at lap 81. We're at lap 82 under the Service Master Clean Caution here at Michigan. And the field's on pit road, Alex Hayden. A track bar adjustment, right side Goodyear Eagles for Tony Stewart. A little slow in the right rear. It's going to be right side only for Tony Stewart. He'll follow Dale Earnhardt Jr. out of pit road. Then Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon, Marcus Ambrose just completing his service. It's also Carl Edwards, Regan Smith, and Jamie McMurray. We go to Steve Post. Yeah, down here it was a two-tire stop. Very quick one for Dale Earnhardt Jr. that won that battle off from pit road. Ryan Newman also went with two. Four tires for Martin Truex Jr. Four tires, or uh, Truex was in just a bit ago. That's uh, Kyle Busch, four tires for him. Also two tires for Jeff Gordon. And Jimmy Johnson was in four tires and a chassis adjustment fighting just a little bit of a uh, loose condition back in traffic. Pete? Four tires and fuel for Casey Kane in the Farmers Insurance Chevrolet. They've been having some handling problems with that race car, and they also made an adjustment to try to get Casey back to the front. Also in on that stop, Mark Martin came in again, running into top five, right side tires for him. Paul Menard on pit road as well. It was also a two-tire stop for Clint Boyer at this end of pit road. All right, so everybody gets service. It'll be Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming out uh, pit road first with Tony Stewart in second, Clint Boyer third, Jeff Gordon fourth, and Greg Biffle fifth after the stops. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. We're coming up on 16 laps before halfway in the Quicken Loans 400 here at Michigan International Speedway. The race delayed by nearly two hours this afternoon because of rain, but now bright sunshine over Michigan International Speedway and a beautiful afternoon has erupted suddenly. We're under caution for the fifth time for debris, and they're showing Dave Blaney and David Gilliland at the head of the pack. They stayed on the racetrack, so they're right now first and second. In comes Dale Hart Jr., Tony Stewart, and Clint Boyer, rest of the top five. Sixth is Jeff Gordon, seventh Greg Biffle, Marcus Ambrose is eighth, Joey Logano ninth, and tenth is Ryan Newman. If Ryan Blumen Newman finishes in the top ten in today's race, you can celebrate at Outback Steakhouse on Monday with a free Bloomin' Onion with any purchase, like their award-winning $9.99 steak dinner. It's always fresh in the Outback. 84 laps are complete right now, getting ready to go back to green here, maybe in one more lap around. They're cleaning up just a little bit at coming out of turn number four, getting the racetrack back into green condition. Kyle Busch is on pit road. Let's pick him up. Kyle was in uh, twice earlier this afternoon and now comes back to pit road yet again here at lap number 84. And Steve Post, they're working on the front end of the car there. Yeah, Kyle Busch is on pit road right now. They're still working on the right front of that automobile. Had some damage as he got into the wall there, and they're just working on it. They thought they had pretty good clearance, but still taking a look at the Snickers car and working up under the hood of it now to make sure that there's no damage there on the running gear on the right front of it. Now, it's just not handling well after that contact with the wall. So they are taking the time now here under caution on lap number 84, working on the suspension parts on the right side of that Toyota to see if they can uh, fine-tune that machine after he bounced it off some concrete up off from turn number two. Kyle just having a run of bad luck here this year thus far as we approach the halfway point of the season. There's a lot of guys that really need to get to victory lane. Earnhardt Jr. hasn't won a race, as we said, in over four years. Kevin Harvick has not won this year. 
Clint Boyer is still looking for his first win in this season. Carl Edwards has not won. That's been a mystery there, why they have not been able to do a little bit better. But uh, the cars run good. They've just had a lot of bad luck, I guess. Looks like Kyle Busch is going to the garage, Barney. Just talking about him. And as you were uh, mentioning those guys who need some good luck, add Kyle to your list. Yeah. We talked about his problems last week at Pocono uh, with an incident there. And now uh, Steve Post looks like they're taking it back into the garage. Yeah, apparently some damage on the suspension parts is what it looks like on the right front of the uh, Toyota machine from Joe Gibbs Racing. So going to take it back. Dave Rogers, the crew chief, and the boys headed back to the garage to work on that automobile. A report of maybe another car having some blistered tires. Let's go down the pit road. Yeah, Barney, there's quite a few down here at the exit of pit road seeing some blistering on the right rear corner of these tires, including Tony Stewart, Regan Smith, and Denny Hamlin all showing blisters on the right rear corner. Another driver that's having a blistering on the right rear is Marcus Ambrose. Keep in mind, they did not change left side tires until this stop here on lap number 82, the left front tire from Marcus Ambrose has got uh, cords showing on the left front right now. So these teams down here are beginning to learn a lot. As the temperatures continue to rise under this Michigan sun, things are going to get a lot hotter, more grip on the racetrack, and these tires are going to get a lot hotter, and we're starting to see some blisters. It's always been a very weather-sensitive racetrack, Barney, every time we have come to Michigan International Speedway. And, again, that's just another piece of the puzzle going in today with the new asphalt, uh, the new tire we came up with, and uh, the washed-away rubber that uh, we dealt with uh, here at the start of the race here this afternoon. These guys really have their hands full in trying to figure out what is uh, the equivalent of a Rubik's Cube here today, what makes the car go fast and stick and stay fast. Yeah, they sure can't stand too many uh, blistered tires out there, and I will, we'll certainly keep tabs on that down on pit road and find out what the situation is. Right now they're forming up for a restart, golf turn number four, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Tony Stewart up in row one, David Gilliland, Clint Boyer back in row two, row three is Jeff Gordon and Greg Biffle, then comes Marcus Ambrose, who's had a heck of a car today, Joey Logano, Ryan Newman, and Matt Kenseth, that will make up the top ten as we get ready go back to green here they come down to the line green flag goes back in the air at the front of the field tony stewart right now with earnhardt let's see how that plays out in turn one tony on the inside lane getting a shove from marcus or from clint boyer earnhardt topside with a little help from jeff gordon gordon gets loose midway in the corner earnhardt drops back tony stewart to the lead off turn two now junior will grab second clint boyer third jeff gordon now will ride along in the fourth position first driver out of line joey logano to the inside of ryan newman that's the battle for about the seventh, maybe the eighth position. And behind them, they're wheel-to-wheel. Here's Matt Kenseth to the inside of Mark Martin as well. Kenseth trying to move back up closer to the front of the field. He'll lose one spot, two, maybe three. Paul Menard squeezes by along with Mark Martin. Kenseth losing a couple of spots there. And Brad Keselowski now closing in as well as they head back to one. Keselowski right there on the back bumper of the Menard Chevrolet now. He's got one Pablo Montoya in tow. Austin Dillon next in line. And then a big bobble by Matt Kenseth. Midway in the corner. That'll cost him at least one spot. Almirola and now Jimmy Johnson on the attack. Johnson drops to the inside. Kenseth had a problem coming off turn number four. That car would not come back up to speed. Slipping and sliding and moving all the way around the racetrack was Matt Kenseth. He continues to struggle just a tad to try to get that trying to regain the lost ground that he's lost in the last one uh, one lap. Tony Stewart setting a blistering pace right now as he flashes across the line, goes back off into turn number one, trying to get away from Earnhardt Jr., about two car lengths between the two in turn two. That margin equaled the, the gap between second and third. Clint Boyer, two, now maybe three back. Then one car length back to Jeff Gordon. Another five to Greg Biffle, 
Tyler completes the top five. Leaders to the back straight away, watching the battle for 11th now. Brad Keselowski, Juan Pablo Montoya stacked up there. Closer to the front, here's Ryan Newman on the move yet again. To the inside of the racetrack he'll go. Trying to overhaul Marcus Ambrose as he gets a quarter panel up alongside the Ambrose Ford. Marcus goes a little higher in the banking, opens up the inside lane. So right down at the bottom, that's where you'll find Ryan Newman getting the cleaner air on the inside of the racetrack. Let's see if he can clear him in turn one. Side by side into the 18-degree banking. Newman drives it deep into the corner, takes a half a car length advantage. Ambrose now begins to drift wide. He'll lose the spot to Newman. Maybe another to Joey Logano. Maybe a third for Mark Martin. Newman goes to sixth. Here are Ambrose and Logano side by side for seventh. Mark Martin right behind them. And then you got Brad Keselowski who makes the move around Paul Menard. So they really stack it up now on the backside of the top ten. Yeah, that big pack of traffic is falling even further back of Tony Stewart, who is the leader as they work their way off turn number four and back down to the start finish line. Jeff Gordon has moved up to fourth. Greg Biffle trying to make a move, gain at least a position or two. He's over in turn two. Right now it's Gordon that's on the attack. He is reeling in the Clint Boyer machine just a car length back. Boyer rides in the third spot. Gordon in fourth, then about six car lengths back to Biffle. Up front, race leader Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in hot pursuit. Although Jr.'s got some ground to make up, about 10 car lengths now between Jr. in second and Tony Stewart at the point. Now, we told you Matt Kenseth lost a number of spots in the last couple of laps. He's settled in line back in the 15th position. Pete Pistone has more on what's going on with Matt. Well, they took four tires on that last pit stop, Joe, and quite frankly, when he went back out on the racetrack, he was just complaining of a very loose condition. Now, they don't know if it's because of that set of tires and if the car will come to him, but the 17, which was so good early on, has gotten very loose, and Matt Kenseth and crew chief Jimmy Fennig trying to figure out how they can get that car back to the way it was and back to the front of the field after that four-tire stop last time down pit road. Just nine laps from halfway in the Quicken Loans 400. Tony Stewart shows the way. Tony Stewart continues leading the way in the Quicken Loans 400 here at Michigan International Speedway. The margin about a half second over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Clint Boyer up there in third, Jeff Gordon in fourth, and Greg Biffle rides along in the fifth position. It's been a very interesting race uh, so far here, Barney, as we close in on the halfway point of the Quicken Loans 400. We've seen 12 lead changes among eight different drivers. We were talking earlier about how interesting it is to see some fresh names up there in the top 10 and top 15. Yeah, it is that, and we've, we have done that this afternoon also. Uh, some of the guys that have worked their way up in it, like Austin Dillon, all the way up to 14th and still out there racing just as hard as he can, trying to get inside the top 10, and I wouldn't bet against him before the day is over. Eric Almarola's having a good run. Kevin Harvick, haven't heard much from Kevin Harvick this afternoon. And Carl Edwards, I'm just sitting here wondering, what in the world has happened to Carl? They just can't seem to get it done at all. He qualified poorly, started way back in the pack. He worked his way up into the top 15 before that last pit stop. But now seems to be going the other way. Carl currently shown back in the 24th position. Struggling here this afternoon, Alex Hayden. What are they saying? Yeah, they really are struggling. Yesterday in that 75-minute practice with the brand-new left-side tires that they brought in, he loved the handling of the race car. But today, things are a little warmer than what they were when they practiced. They weren't anticipating that big of a swing temperature-wise with the racetrack today, and they are struggling finding the handling. They go way too tight, then they turn around and go way too loose. So right now, Carl Edwards in the fast and all forward, not happy with the handling of the race car. And another driver not very happy, I'm sure, is Kyle Busch back in the garage with engine problems. 
Steve Post, this makes three weeks in a row for him. Uh, I don't believe it's engine problems, Joe. I believe he made contact with the outside wall. Now, they're all over the place working on that race car, but I believe it was the contact with the wall and right front suspension problems for it. Kyle's parked the car in the garage. He's gone inside his transporter. When I checked over on the car, it was no fewer than 14 guys working on that automobile trying to make sure all the running gear, and I think that's where the problem is, is they've damaged some running gear on the car because they were focusing up on the right front. Bad uh, few weeks for Kyle, who has dropped down to 12th in the championship points and will fall further down the list here today. Right now, as we come to the halfway point of today's event, let's get a mid-race update brought to you by GEICO. So far, 12 lead changes among eight different drivers here today at Michigan. Service Master Clean Caution is waived five times. Currently, 32 cars are being shown on the lead lap. And out of the race, the cars of Kyle Busch, Tony Grains, J.J. Yaley, Michael McDowell, and Mike Bliss. Also out, Joe Nemechek, Scott Riggs, Josh Wise, and Trevor Bain. This mid-race update is brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, it's really hard to figure out, speaking of figuring out things, Jimmy Johnson has never won at this racetrack. I didn't even realize that until I was doing some notes yesterday. That's hard to believe. He's been coming here for a long time, and as good as he gets around any, almost any racetrack, you would think that if nothing else, he'd just back into one here. That's one of uh, five active tracks where Jimmy has never gone to victory lane. His best Michigan finish of second came here last August, where he led uh, a lot of the laps in that race and was passed when it came right down to the, to the end of the event. But I'm sure he would like to add this to his list. You remember a couple of years ago when he hadn't ever won at Bristol and he hadn't ever won on a road course? I think that was last year or maybe a year before. He did both during that season. And so uh, I'm sure it won't be long before they pick up another victory. It's been a tough day for Jimmy because I uh, remember he and uh, Ryan Newman changed engines because of the additional practice on these engines this week. Uh, they they used a, a deal, I think it's called the boroscope, where they went down into yeah. the uh, cylinder and, and they saw where the one of the, the cylinders had scuffed a little bit. And they said it wasn't really bad, but they were a little bit concerned. They said, maybe we better go ahead and make the change. So on those two cars, they did. The other Hendrick motors, they let stay as they were. They thought they would be okay. But uh, Jimmy has a pretty good reputation. He has two victories after starting at the rear of the field after engine changes. So... Maybe today will be his day to finally win at Michigan. Could be. 102 laps complete. Top five, Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Clint Boyer, Jeff Gordon, and Greg Biffle. We're back at the Michigan International Speedway. Fans have gone their feet a moment ago when Dale Earnhardt Jr. moved around Tony Stewart to take over the lead. Tony is now back in second. Clint Boyer still third. Jeff Gordon fourth. And fifth is Greg Biffle. Ryan Newman up there running in sixth. Joey Logano in seventh. Mark Martin eighth. Juan Pablo Montoya ninth and tenth is Matt Kenseth just past the halfway point of the Quicken Loans 400. Joining us here for a few moments is the president of Michigan International Speedway, Roger Curtis. Big smile on your face here. It's been a tough few days, I guess, here with the new repave and then all the testing going on and then the weather this morning. Uh, but it's turned out to be a beautiful day and a great race so far. Oh, it's an awesome race. Anytime Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads, it's an awesome <laughs> race. You guys know that. But well, we've had a lot of different leaders. We've had lead changes. It's been very racy, but yeah, I, I got asked the question in the media center the other day, what do you think the Quicken Loans 400 is going to be like? And I said, in my 20 years in the business, 
I have no clue. I have no prediction because, like you said, we've had the tires. We've had the high speeds when we brought in the new tires from Charlotte, and then we had the rain and the lower temperatures, and voila, here we are. You got y'all, I won't say you have a full house, but you're close today. We were up in ticket sales, so we were real happy, and you're right. It's not sold out, and uh, we've got some great seats available, and as we will for the Pure Michigan 400 in August. But, hey, we're up, and that's a great story for NASCAR and for Michigan. You got about the best uh, infield packing I think I've seen in a long time here. Usually we see a lot of empty spots out there, just about filled up. Yeah, the infield's huge. I bet we have probably 15,000 fans just in the infield, and they've been treated to three great races this weekend. This one's not even close to being over, but Quick and Loans 400, I think there's some surprises left in this race. Have you done about everything now that you want to accomplish here at this racetrack? The new paving, the, the new suites, a little really hadn't been that long ago since you did all that, but it seems like every time we come here, there's some major project on the burner. Uh, Barney, that's a loaded question because I'm a promoter and a fan. I'm never done. I'm never done trying to do something for the fans. So uh, we're going to do some some restroom work and, and start to upgrade some of those now. But uh, we've got a few surprises up our sleeves as well. So we're just going to keep investing in the facility and doing what we think is right to get the fans here and have a great time. When did tickets go on sale for your August event, Pure Michigan 400? Pure Michigan 400 tickets are on sale now, so if you uh, are very happy with what you're seeing here, I encourage you to go get tickets at mispeedway.com or 800-354-1010. I think this race is great. I think the August race is going to be even better. But who, who knows? we got a lot left in this one, like I said. So it, this, I think both are going to be fantastic. All right. We had our doubts earlier today, but it's turned out to be a beautiful Michigan day and a great race underway. Thanks a lot, Roger, for all you've done here at Michigan. Well, and always, thank you guys. MRN just is such an awesome organization. You guys do such a great job for the fans. I love listening to you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Roger Curtis, president of Michigan International Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues leading, so, again, it's a great day. And he's actually extended that lead by nearly two seconds over Tony Stewart after getting by, taking over the lead back at lap 104. It's Jr., then Tony. Clint Boyer is third. Fourth is Jeff Gordon, and fifth is Greg Biffle. He continues struggling a bit there. Ryan Newman runs in sixth. Seventh is Joey Logano. Mark Martin is eighth. Juan Pablo Montoya ninth, and Matt Kenseth is in tenth. And we talked about Kyle Busch's problems being in the garage. Let's uh, get a follow-up with Steve Post. Marty, I'm not sure what's worse, the fact that I need to acknowledge that uh, I was uh, not quite accurate in the engine report or the fact that I have to acknowledge that Joe Moore was correct. They did have the damage, and that's what I thought put Kyle Busch in the garage area. But indeed, they have an engine issue as well. Engine tuners working up on the right side. They have the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, engine open, working up under the right side or the left side of the engine. So an engine issue as well was what has Kyle Busch back in the garage area. We have a three-wide battle in the top ten up in turn one. Here they come into turn one. Joey Logano's going to go right up the middle. He's going to take a spot from Mark Martin. He's going to take a spot from Ryan Newman. Three wide into turn one, and it works just fine for Joey Logano. That battle's been brewing for about the last five laps, and finally Joey Logano able to break through and take two spots away in one lap from Newman and Mark Martin. And now begins to tiptoe away just a tad by a car length, although Martin now on the comeback trail as he looks downstairs. Coming up on 115 laps, just past the halfway point, Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, Clint Boyer, Jeff Gordon, and Greg Biffle. That's the top five. 
Right now, Pitt Road is the busy place. These will be scheduled pit stops. Let's go to Alex Hayden. Four fresh Goodyear Eagles, two cans, Sunoco Racing Fuel, and a track bar adjustment for Joey Logano. The bright orange Home Depot Toyota is headed back out on the racetrack. Here comes Tony Stewart at 55 miles an hour. The black, red, and white office Depot Mobile One Chevrolet is in. They are going to go to the right side. Jack goes in the air, puts the car in the air, rather. Five lug nuts go flying off. Five more come on. It will be four fresh Goodyears. A wedge adjustment on the left rear corner. Two cans, Sunoco fuel for Tony Stewart. A flawless pit stop. More cars in front of Pete Pistoni. Right side tires for Paul Menard. Four tires in Sunoco fuel for Clint Boyer, who had worked his way up to the third spot. Four tires in fuel for Mark Martin in the Aaron's Dream machine. And right side tires for Kevin Harvick. Now here comes Matt Kenseth. He's into his pit stop. The crew goes to work on the right side of the Kenseth automobile. They'll put tires on. Casey Kane now also in. Right side tires going on the Farmers Insurance Chevrolet. They're going to put two cans of Sunoco fuel in. Now here comes the other side of that race vehicle. They're going to put left side tires on that car as well. And Matt Kenseth back on his way. And here goes Casey Kane. He's back out of the racetrack. Four tires, the call from Chad Knauss to Jimmy Johnson. They've finished their left side work, and Jimmy Johnson is down and away. Back on lap 115, it was four tires for Ryan Newman, the United States Army Chevrolet. And here comes Greg Biffle, the Pitbulls. That's what they call that team. Over to the right side of that Ford Fusion. Right side, Goodyear Racing Eagles are complete. Second can of Sonoma Racing Fuel goes in. Chassis adjustment as the handle has gone away. Just a little bit on that machine. They dropped the jack. Greg Biffle down and away. Martin Truex Jr. getting pit work and more cars in front of Alex Hayden. That's the Stanley Tools Ford. Marcus Ambrose been riding a rocket ship all afternoon long. Right side work is complete. Already, and they'll scamper to the left side. Quick wedge adjustment, a quarter of a turn on the left rear corner of this black and yellow Stanley Ford. Four fresh Goodyear Eagles, two cans Sunoco fuel. Marcus Ambrose in a cloud of smoke lights him up. Heads back out on the two mile Michigan Speedway. Steve Bose. Yeah, Jeff Gordon brings the DuPont Chevy and Alan Gustafson, the crew chief on that machine. Gonna be four Goodyear Racing Eagles. Chassis adjustment, they just have not been comfortable with that race car all day long. So Jeff Gordon. Down and away, completing his pit work here on lap 119. Here's A.J. Allmendinger, the Shell Pennzoil Dodge from Roger Penske's race shop. Crew doing the right side Triple work turn two, Kurt Busch all by himself, loops it off the exit of two, slides down into the long paved infield area. He's got to wall it up before he gets to the inside retaining wall. Kurt Busch with a spin off turn number two, his second of the afternoon. Service master clean caution, number six comes out. And again, Dave Moody, it happened at the same spot earlier today. Exactly the same spot, but totally different circumstances this time, Joe. Instead of being in the middle of a heavy pack of traffic, that that car just kind of lost the rear end. He connected, he corrected it once, corrected it twice. Third time, it just didn't come back. And Kurt Busch took the long spin down into the infield. He's refired the car and pulled away. They're making these, or were making these pit stops under green flag conditions. We'll update you on the how the field is running when we come back from Michigan International Speedway. This is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Today's broadcast of the Quicken Loans 400 on the Motor Racing Network is brought to you in part by AARP. Join Jeff Gordon in the Drive to End Hunger by visiting drivetoendhunger.org. By Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. 
Follow Sunoco Racing on Facebook by Progressive Commercial Auto Insurance. Wherever your business takes you, nobody keeps you on the road like Progressive Commercial Auto. Visit Progressive.com for a free quote today. And by 5-Hour Energy, when you got to get stuff done. We are back at the Michigan International Speedway. Pit stops have been completed. Juan Pablo Montoya posted as a leader right now. Carl Edwards, Dale Earnhardt, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Gordon. And now here comes Juan Pablo on the pit road for his service. Also, Carl Edwards coming in at lap 122. Postman? Boy, Juan Pablo Montoya and Chris Heroy made that decision to get the car up front. They've been fine-tuning it, and it's not been a bad day for... uh, Juan Pablo, as the crew now gets to the left side of that automobile, going to be four tires, an air pressure adjustment, and two cans of Sunoco Racing Fuel. So Juan Pablo Montoya is down and away. Greg Biffle is in as well. Now, he was just in on lap 118. They're going to take four tires on the 3M Ford Fusion. Uh, Check in there. Greg apparently not liking what that combination felt like, so he's down and away. And uh, his teammate at Roush Fenway Racing, Alex, just uh, completed their pit work in front of you. And that was Carl Edwards, four fresh Goodyear Eagles. Sunoco Fuel, they made another big wedge adjustment on the left rear corner of the race car. So they're still chasing a very ill-handling Ford Fusion right now. I'd like to take a moment and say hello to Bill Emerson, CEO of Quicken Loans, sponsor of today's Quicken Loans 400 here at Michigan International Speedway. We've seen you guys on the side of Ryan Newman Chevrolet for a long time, and now here at Michigan. Good to have you. It's great to be here. We're having a good time here today. How's the NASCAR connection working for you guys? You know, it's working well. It's, it's, uh, NASCAR is a, uh, a great sport. Uh, being here today at, at MIS, uh, the, the work that uh, the MIS folks have done has been fantastic. They've done a great job for the fans, and, um, you know, we like to be a part of that because we like to take care of our clients, so it kind of fits in very well what do you guys do that separates you from the pack Uh, we get mail all the time from mortgage companies wanting to offer us great finance rates and all kinds of special deals what do you guys do that sets you apart Uh, so i think the first thing we do is we we make sure that we keep the client in mind and find out exactly what they're interested in what they need and then give them options in the way that they can communicate with us they can do it online they can do it over the phone uh they can do it via chat and so we're trying to find the best way to be able to service our clients and give them what they need when they need it this is a time of the year, or a time in our history, really, where the economy is tough on a lot of people. A lot of folks have problems that go along with that and as far as their finances and trying to get a mortgage. Do you have plans for people who are struggling out there? Sure. I think anytime, you know, the first thing I would tell anybody out there who wants to think about a mortgage is to get in touch with a mortgage professional and talk through their particular situation because there's so many nuances to what it takes to qualify. You really have to talk to a professional. You might not think you can get a mortgage, but you can. Maybe you can. Your your credit score might be a little bit lower, but there's options. Maybe you have a little bit more money to put down. So always take the time to talk to somebody so that you can really find out what what it means to you specifically because I think a lot of times people just look at the news and they say, well, maybe I can't qualify, but if you go a little deeper, you might be able to find that you can uh, how can folks find out more about quicken loans well they can always go to quickenloans.com and uh and, and check us out there um they can give us a call uh, at, you know at 1-800-QUICKEN uh and, and we'd be happy to talk to or help anybody out there that needs a, the, that needs help looking for some mortgage financing all right bill thanks so much for what you do here at michigan international speedway and with ryan newman i'm sure you're pulling for him he's having a pretty good day so far you know it looks good we were out there just before i came up here we were running one and six tony because we're, we're yeah. associate sponsor right tony's running one ryan's running six i think he made a good pit here so uh, we're looking for something big right he's in the army car it's a birthday for the army we got the quicken loans group here i have to hand out the trophy at the end if i could hand it off to ryan that would be fantastic <laughs> that'd be a perfect 
perfect day, wouldn't it? It would be good. Thanks again, Bill. Good to see you. Bill Emerson, CEO of Quicken Loans. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is right now shown the race leader. Had a couple of cars along pit lane. Let's recap some of the stops. Uh, first to Alex. Yeah, Carl Edwards came in. He got the four fresh Goodyear Eagles and topped it off with Sunoco Fuel. He was the last one going a little bit further as far as fuel mileage goes than everybody else here at my section of the pit lane. So he was able to come on down the pit road and uh, take their time and get their stop made under the caution flag. But again, a lot of blistered Goodyear tires. Some serious blistering going on on the right front of Joey Legato's car, the right rear of Tony Stewart's car, Jeff Burton again. So a lot of issues going on with the Goodyear tires as the temperatures continue to rise. Steve Boat. Alex, we talked about Greg Biffle making a second stop within four laps. He came in on lap 118, green flag pit stop, took the four tires off, put four tires on, and the crew did not like what they saw. The right rear, a lot of blisters right in the center of that tire. So they wanted to come back in and make an adjustment on it. Biffle is absolutely wheeling this car, and they certainly don't need to tear up a tire, which would tear up a whole race car. So they made a change, a chassis adjustment, to try to alleviate the heat and the temperature on this right side tire as they've got significant blisters on those tires they took off at lap 118. Pete, on your end of pit road, what kind of stuff is happening? Well, we had Austin Dillon in, of course, making his second career Spring Cup Series start, but a couple of uh, moves of strategery, as we like to say, from the Michael Waltrip Racing Team. Clint Boyer had taken four tires under the green flag pit stop. He came back down pit road, packed that car full of fuel, and his teammate, Mark Martin, who got the free pass that time around, also came down pit road and packed the Aaron's Dream Machine full of fuel. So start to think about those fuel windows here as this race starts to wind down. Field is over in turns three and four right now. Again, Jeff Gordon, Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, Juan Pablo Montoya, Carl Edwards, top five, then Clint Boyer, Greg Biffle, Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, and Joey Logano complete the top ten. I see a pretty good race all day long at the front of the field for the lead. It's been a challenge almost all day long, and good races back in the pack. Very competitive race, and some nice names up near the front of the field. Jeff Gordon, after a struggle of a season, he leads them back to the green flag with Junior alongside. Here they go now, across the start-finish line, side-by-side, racing the one. A couple of Hendrick Motorsports teammates ready to go at it for the lead here. Gordon on the inside, Earnhardt on the outside, Dale Jr. sails around the top of the racetrack. He'll take the lead. Gordon to second, Montoya third, then side-by-side for fourth. As a couple of cars, Joey Logano head on into the wall. A couple of cars touch coming off the corner. Travis Quapple got sideways, a couple of others. David Gilliland bounced off the wall, hooked Joey Logano, and turned him head first into the wall. And Casey Kane got a piece of it as well. The Farmer's Insurance car all torn to bits on the front end. Service Master Clean Caution comes out for the seventh time this afternoon. Back to Dave Moody. Well, it got started at the exit of turn two, Joe, where we said at the start of the broadcast, things get tight in a hurry. A couple of cars bounced off each other. David Gilliland got squeezed up into that outside wall. When he came off the concrete, he came off right into the right rear corner of Joey Logano's Home Depot Toyota. Turned Joey head first into the wall, and all that momentum that Joey's been building over the last few weeks comes up for naught here this afternoon. Yeah, after picking up the win last week at Pocono, picking up the Nationwide Series win here yesterday, looks like he is done this afternoon, 74 laps from the finish at Michigan. 
still working under the Service Master Clean Caution here at Michigan International Speedway after a three-car incident on the back straightaway. Joey Logano, Casey Kane, and David Gilliland involved. A couple of guys are on pit road here at lap 128, Alex. Yeah, they're going to do right-side tires for Brad Keselowski. Four fresh tires, however, for Regan Smith. They've had a blistering problem today, as has Jeff Burton, who's also getting four fresh Goodyear Eagles. And they're going to top them off, more importantly, with that Sunoco fuel. Jamie McMurray's been battling a bad handling race car. He also on the pit lane, Steve Post. Yeah, 72 laps remaining. If they top it off now, that means they've got to go 36 to get to the end of it. That is within the window that some of the teams told us they could do. Now, the only one on the midsection of pit road to take advantage of this stop and to top it off is Ryan Newman aboard the United States Army Chevrolet. Pete? Three cars at this end of pit road decided to top off with fuel, including Bobby Labonte and the JTG Doherty Toyota. Casey Mears brought the Valvoline Next Gen 4 down pit road as well. They topped off. And also Kevin Harvick topping off the uh, Richard Childress Racing Budweiser Folds of Honor Chevrolet. And remember, Kevin had that left hub issue on his wheel early on, and they've been fighting back from that all the way through here to where we are today. So they're going to pack that car with fuel and see if they can stretch this thing out here for one more stop. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Welcome back to Michigan International Speedway. I'm Joe Moore alongside Barney Hall, Dave Moody, and Mike Bagley in the turns today. Alex Hayden, Steve Post, and Pete Pistoni working pit road. The race got started nearly two hours late because of rain here today, but now we're rolling along. We've completed 129 of the 200 laps that make up this race. 17 lead changes among 10 different drivers so far. The man who's led the most laps, Greg Biffle, who led 36 early on in the first half of today's race. Second to him, Dale Earnhardt Jr., he's led a total of 32 laps today. The Service Master Clean Caution has waved seven times here this afternoon, and currently 25 cars still are on the lead lap with 71 laps to go. This race recap brought to you by AARP. Today, nearly 9 million older Americans face the risk of hunger. Join Jeff Gordon, AARP, and the AARP Foundation in the drive to end hunger by visiting drivetoendhunger.org. Let's go back over to turn two and uh, get Dave to describe what happened over there just a moment ago. Well, again, Barney, they just kind of got too close for comfort coming off the corner. They were three wide midway back in the pack, started bouncing off each other. Uh, the first loser of the bunch was David Gilliland, who got squeezed into the outside wall for the second time this afternoon. When he came off, nowhere to go, just got into the right rear corner of Joey Logano, turned him virtually head-on into the retaining wall. Then the wrecking and crashing continued down toward turn three where Casey Kane got into it in front of Mike Bagley. Yeah, Casey Kane, uh, I guess collateral damage, you could say. He had nowhere to go. He went piling into Joey Logano as well. He spun his Chevrolet to the inside. He was able to refire and leave the scene over here, but not before a lot of damage on that Chevrolet uh, Impala as he made it back to the garage area. Right now, we're cleaning up a lot of fluid laid down by Casey when he made his way back to the pits. We've already got the speedy drive down on the racetrack, and now the jet blowers are coming by to blow the excess off. There shouldn't be too much longer before we go back under green. So it's going to be at least another lap or so before the green comes back out. Later on in today's race, MRN will select the Barbasol close shave of the race, awarded to the driver we think had the closest shave in the race. Start your day with Barbasol Shaving Cream, America's leader for a close, comfortable shave. Close shave, America. Close shave, Barbasol. So Dylan Hart Jr. shown as the race leader. We continue circulating the racetrack under the Service Master Clean Caution. As Mike Bagley said, a good bit of cleanup taking place all the way down the back straightaway up into turns three and four. It'll be a, maybe a few more laps before we get them back under the green flag. So let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Here's where they stack up right now. Junior leads Jeff Gordon 
with Juan Pablo Montoya third, Clint Boyer fourth, and Tony Stewart lines up fifth. Sixth is Carl Edwards, seventh, Greg Biffle, Mark Martin is in eighth, Matt Kenseth is ninth, and Paul Menard tenth. Marcus Ambrose had a good day. He is 11th. Jimmy Johnson's up to 12th. Martin Truex Jr. shows 13th. Denny Hamlin, 14th. Ryan Newman is 15th. Kevin Harvick, 16th. Brad Keselowski, 17th. Jamie McMurray is 18th. 19th belongs to Eric Almirola. And 20th is David Reagan. Running in 21st now. You've got Bobby Labonte there. 22nd, Casey Mears. Regan Smith is 23rd. Landon Castle, 24th. And Jeff Burton, 25th. Those are the cars on the lead lap. One lap down, Dave Blaney in 26th, A.J. Allmendinger in 27th, Travis Quapples 28th, you got Austin Dillon 29th, and David Gilliland 30th. Kurt Busch is 31st, 32nd is Ken Schrader, 33rd position all the way back through 43rd is in the garage area. Joey Logano shows 33rd, Casey Kane 34th, Kyle Busch 35th, 36th is Tony Raines, 37th, J.J. Yaley, Michael McDowell 38th, 39th is Mike Bliss, Joe Nemechek 40th, 41st, Scott Riggs, 42nd, Josh Wise, and Trevor Bain is 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So the cleanup continues, and uh, a lot of that stage drive put down on the racetrack. It'll be another lap or two before we get them back under the green flag and roll along with the final 68, 67 laps or so of today's Quicken Loans 400. A very interesting race. We came in with so many questions on our minds, and Barney, for these crews, it's been a real trying couple of weeks, and it's going to continue to be that way as they head out west to uh, Infineon, Sonoma, next week. Uh, at Pocono, we had a new pavement, so they checked in there on uh, on Wednesday yep. last week and uh, tested on Thursday, uh, or actually Wednesday, Thursday, and then went into the practice mode on, on Friday. They checked in here and tested on Thursday, a day early, and so these guys have been on the road quite a bit over the last few weeks. Not only that, we're talking about how adaptive these guys are. I don't care what the situation is at any racetrack. These guys are smart enough to overcome it and get out there and put on a good show. They've done the same thing here today. We've had some tire blistering, and the speeds that they were concerned about, that's pretty well been kept in check. So for the most part, it's been one of the best races we've seen here in a long, long time. And if Dale Earnhardt Jr. can go to victory lane, we may see – the whole grandstand and go kaboom. <laughs> I think that's what really makes for a good race is when there's so many unknowns. That's why some folks have said, why test, why practice, just unload and race. And everybody's on the level playing field, and, and then you really have a story to talk about. It's kind of about like what we've dealt with here over the last couple of weeks, and it has indeed proven to be very good racing. We're going back to the green flag now with 68 laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon there on the front row leading the field back into the trioval here at Michigan. Clint Boyer, Ansi, he wants to go and so is Tony Stewart. He dives to the inside in turn one. Three wide to the inside goes Tony Stewart. He's going to pass Carl Edwards. He's going to pass Juan Pablo Montoya. Now he's to the inside of Clint Boyer. At the front of the pack is Dale Jr. and Jeff Gordon. Three wide action again. Here's Greg Biffle to the bottom of the racetrack inside of Montoya and Edwards. Biffle wants to get back to the front. Dale Jr. is there now. He puts two car lengths ahead and up on Jeff Gordon. The same back to Clint Boyer in third. And then you drop back to Tony Stewart in fourth. And Montoya slides wide. And Denny Hamlin's around in turn number four. Everybody scatters. He hooks the inside of the racetrack and makes contact with the nose on the apron. The splitter goes flying. Denny goes spinning in turn number four. So if the question was, can you race four wide through turns three and four, the answer is no, Mike Bagley. No, it's not. Juan Pablo Montoya, Joe, the 
first driver to get kicked up off the inside line. He skated up the racetrack, and everybody started to uh, duck and dive and try to make moves to avoid Montoya. Denny Hamlin all of a sudden got hooked or got clipped. Something spun down to the inside of the racetrack. When the nose came across the apron, it hooked the wet grass on the inside of the racetrack. The splitter came off the car and immediately sent him spinning even more to the exit, or actually to the entrance of Pit Road. The car is burst into flames, Steve Post, on Pit Road. Alex. It's actually uh, burning quite uh, wildly right now. Denny was trying to bring the car to the pit box. The team was waiting for him, but the car stopped. Denny brought it to a halt, literally right at the start-finish line stripe that goes across the pit lane in a gulfed in flames. The uh, fire crews immediately on the scene. It's hard to see the race car right now. There's so much fire retardant being sprayed down there. But right now, Denny Hamlin, uh, the team's safety team, is trying to work to get him out of the race car. Hamlin's car damaged after the spin that Mike Bagley described bursting into flames coming down to the pit lane and Denny Hamlin has climbed out of the race car. Hamlin is out of the race car so the, the safety crews down here doing their job as Hamlin is out of the car. We've said uh, a couple of times fire is, is something that really worries the drivers more than anything else that can happen to him but thank goodness safety crews are right there put the fire out and get Denny out of the race car. Joey Logano is at the care center. Let's see if we can get a quick report there. Yeah Barney he's out of the care center. Joey violent hit two part question. You all right? And what happened? Uh, I'm fine. Um, just, uh, just restarts and um, we had a slower car in front of us and the 17s right in front of me. And, um, you know, slower lap car. We all waved around and, uh, you know, we were all trying to turn down underneath him. I turned down underneath him and uh, just got loose and thought I had it saved, overcorrected, and went in the wall. So um, a little frustrating, but um, we had a top 10 car today. I think we had a top 10 coming to us here, maybe in a top five. Um, so we're still on a roll. we still got a, a really good uh, race team, really good cars here. So um, we're not going to let this take us down. We're going to uh, go back out there next week and win that one. Can you assess how the racing is as a guy that spent most of the day out there for our listeners? It's, um, well, the restarts are pretty hairy. Yeah. And then uh, and it kind of spreads out. And then, um, you know, after about, you know, 15, 20 laps, you can start forming runs and start to pass guys. But, uh, you know, every time you get an opportunity to pass them, you have to take it because uh, it's hard to pass. And then that's what makes it a little risky out there. That's Joey Logano. The good news is he's all right. Bad day for Joe Gibbs Racing, Barney. All three of their cars with issues. Uh, Earlier, Kyle Busch with the engine problems, Joey Logano, and now Denny Hamlin, Alex Hayden. Yeah, Denny Hamlin, good news. He's uh, walked out of the burning race car. So we'll start with the spin out there. What happened on the racetrack? And then secondly, uh, describe the fire here on Pitt Road. Um, On the racetrack, I know we were three wide on the middle, and I think that the 39 went uh, to the apron and there's just no grip down there and when he did it um it, it knocked him uh into me and then uh, after that uh you know we just we slid and, and of course got the bad part of uh, uh the dirt there so you know it just ended our day but we um you know we, we weren't gonna win um but it's it's a tough day uh you don't want to end it this way but it's just part of racing everyone's trying to get every position they can get uh, on the restarts any idea that the car was on fire and how tough was it getting out? Yeah, I saw it uh, when I came to pit road. I saw a little bit of the flames, and I, I didn't feel any heat, so I went ahead and kept going, and uh, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it caught fire so quick. Uh, it must have busted something in the front, but uh, when it exploded, it, it got hot really fast. But, you know, thankful uh, there's a lot of crew guys that, uh, you know, rushed to the car and got us out. 
Denny Hamlin is okay. He is, uh, however, going to have to make the mandatory trip to the infield care center just to be given the good once-over, and he'll make his way back to the garage area. Unfortunately, the FedEx office Toyota, not so fortunate. The right side of the race car, the engine compartment, the hood, everything is completely charred from a raging fire that that car just went through. But as we said, the good news is he's out of the car under his own power, and it's apparently all right. You know, you can enhance your race viewing experience of Michigan with TNT Race Buddy on NASCAR.com. Watch the action from 10 live stream videos and listen to live in-car audio. You can try it all right now for free at NASCAR.com. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. We are back at the Michigan International Speedway. Been watching a very interesting race from the time they dropped the green until the point we are at this particular moment. Right now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. sits in the lead at lap 136. Jeff Gordon is second. Clint Boyer's third. Tony Stewart's fourth. And Greg Biffle is fifth. Juan Pablo Montoya, sixth. Carl Edwards, seventh. Matt Kenseth, eighth. Ninth is Marcus Ambrose. And tenth is Mark Martin. Some pretty heavy hitters in that top ten. I'll say, Paul Menard's up there in 11th. Jimmy Johnson is 12th. And Martin Truex Jr. involved in that crash a few moments ago. Kevin Harvick, uh, Truex is 13th, I should say. Kevin Harvick is 14th. And Ryan Newman, 15th. And comes Jamie McMurray in 16th. Brad Keselowski, 17th. Regan Smith is 18th. Jeff Burton, 19th. And Bobby Labonte is 20th. 21st, Eric Almirola. Casey Mears, 22nd. Landon Castle, 23rd. David Reagan's 24th. 25th is A.J. Allmendinger. 26th belongs to Travis Quapple. 27th, Dave Blaney. 28th is Austin Dillon. 29th, David Gilliland. And 30th is Kurt Busch. Ken Schrader out there at 31st. 32nd is Denny Hamlin, now out of the race, along with teammates Joey Logano and Kyle Busch. Also out, the cars of Casey Kane, uh, Tony Raines, J.J. Yaley, and Michael McDowell. Mike Bliss is out of the event. So is Joe Nemechek, uh, also Scott Riggs, Josh Wise, and Trevor Bain. That's the way they stack up here with 63 laps to go as the Service Master Clean Trucks are out there working to get us back under the green flag. Remember, call Service Master Clean if a problem in your home or business slows you down. If you experience water, fire, or smoke damage, call the experts at Service Master Clean who will restore your property in peace of mind in record time. For the location nearest you, go to servicemasterclean.com. 137 laps on the board. We're looking over toward turns three and four where the pace car has the field over there. Don't know if they're going to go green this time or not, are they? No, it's going to be another lap or two, Barney, as they continue sweeping up from that uh, crash over there a few moments ago and all the stay dry that they put down on the racing surface. Let's take a moment and review what kind of uh, thoughts are uh, accumulating along pit lane about how to work this thing out. You know, typically when you come to, to Michigan, these are fuel mileage races. Four of the last eight races here came down to fuel mileage, and the last time Junior won here four years ago, also a fuel mileage situation. How are they planning on this thing for the final 60 laps or so, Alex Hayden? Well, Joe, I'm trying to figure it up, uh, carry the one. Yeah, my math is showing that they're going to have to come to pit road one more time, one more scheduled pit stop as far as the Sunoco fuel goes. Now, the issue is going to be tires. We've seen a lot of, especially here in the mid-stages of the race, a lot of these teams blistering tires, namely Tony Stewart's blistering tires, Marcus Ambrose, Jeff Burton, among others in my section. So the tires are going to play a more important role. They would like to go ahead and do four fresh tires the next opportunity they can, top it off with Sunoco Fuel. But if the driver starts radioing into their team that they're having issues with the car handling, they may have to come back to pit road because it very well may be a blistering problem. But but Steve Post, Casey Kane, among others, not so fortunate right now. Yeah, not worried about that right now. This looks like a junkyard down here because Casey Kane's 
garage stall is right next to Joey Logano's garage stall. Logano, they've hauled that car off. They're done. Right across the way is Denny Hamlin's. Now, they're still working on the Farmer's Insurance Chevrolet with all intention of getting back on the racetrack. The predominant area of damage is the front end of the race car where that hood was bowed up. So they continue to work on it and try to get that car set for Casey Kane to get back out and get some valuable laps and see if he can pick up some more of those valuable NASCAR Sprint Cup Series points. Pete Pistone. Postman, at this end of pit road, same thing that Alex Hayden said. Everybody knows they're going to have to come in one time for fuel, and, of course, we'll have to see how tires play into the equation. Now, we have not had anyone down at this end of pit road all afternoon tell us about blistering tires. So, for the most part, that has not been an issue here. But the sun is beating down. This racetrack is heating up. That could indeed be part of the equation as we go forward. But right now, it's going to be let's see how we can get as far as we can for that final fuel window and then make that decision to see if we can get four fresh Goodyears to get to the finish of this one. At least one driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr., says maybe they can go the rest of the way on this set of tires. you got to figure out how long you think you can go on, on four tires here. That's what we got to do. Could be the rest of the race right here on this set. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, we got that figured out. We got a plan. All right, they've got a plan. Stevie Lutard and Dale Earnhardt Jr. thinking maybe they can go the rest of the way. That sweep down pit road was brought to you by Goodyear, the official tire of NASCAR. From the green flag to the checkered flag, racing wouldn't be the same without Goodyear. Goodyear, more driven. You don't think those guys would uh, kind of play a, a mind game down there and say, yeah, we can or yeah, we can't, and in hopes that some other team will do that, maybe run out of fuel or whatever. Well, I don't know. They let's play every up. angle. Let's follow up on it with Steve Post. Yeah, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., it's great hearing that conversation on the in-car between him and Steve Letarte. I was just talking before this rash of crashes with their tire guy, and I said, have you guys had any blistering? He said, no, not at all. Tire wear has not been a problem. And he says, why are you asking? And I said, well, some other guys are having some issues. And he was like, well, who and what tire? They have not had a problem on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car. So here... Or hearing Steve Letarte and Dale Jr. talk about going the distance, that does not surprise me. There's some other guys, I don't believe they would try it, but the setup on that race car seems to be very, very good as far as their tire wear goes. I'd say 99% of the guys will definitely make a final pit stop. Here they come down to the line right now. Let's pick up the action. Green flag goes back in the air. Dale Earnhardt Jr. brings him down to the line, jumps out front all by himself. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Juan Pablo Montoya. They try to stay with him in turn one. Side-by-side battle is for the number two spot. Jeff Gordon to the inside. Tony Stewart on the outside. Then Clint Boyer riding fourth. Juan Pablo Montoya fifth. Stewart wins the battle for the number two spot. First side-by-side battle is resumed between Greg Biffle and Juan Pablo Montoya. Further back, three wide. Here comes Jimmy Johnson to the inside of Ambrose and Mark Martin. This is for about the tenth position or so. Johnson to the bottom of the racetrack. In front of them, they're looking three wide again, and Matt catches it sideways right in the middle. Mark Martin down at the bottom of the racetrack. He's the one making that a three-wide affair coming up off the corner. He backs out of it, and Kenseth by himself will go after Juan Pablo Montoya. That's a race for six in turn one. Kenseth to the inside, Montoya to the outside. Jimmy Johnson looking for some open asphalt right behind them and finding none. He's got a challenge from Carl Edwards on his back bumper. The battle is for the sixth spot, Montoya and Matt Kenseth. The front five have checked out watching that battle with Montoya and company. He's got Matt Kenseth on his back bumper, got Jimmy Johnson there, and you got about 15 others that are all lined up, ready to make a move as Bobby Labonte goes way wide in turns three and four. Bobby got awful close to putting it in the wall up there, but gets it back in the straight line and drives off the turn. He's okay. 
142 laps are completed. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads him back to turn one. And if he doesn't win this race, it won't be because he got lost. Because every time he comes through one and two, everybody in the grandstands, everybody in field, pointing the way, saying, go, Jr. He knows exactly where the next turn is. That is exactly what they're doing in the turn three grandstand. Every time he comes by, the fans give a hearty cheer and a fist pump as Jr. continues to lead here in the Irish Hills with Tony Stewart, two car lengths behind him. Stewart closing in even more, coming up off turn number four. He may be a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan, but he wants to win this race right behind Jr. This time, three-tenths of a second is the gap. And that gap is diminishing now as Tony Stewart begins to pull himself ever closer to the back bumper of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Chevrolet. Behind him, battle heating up for fourth. Clint Boyer getting some heat from Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle swings his car wide off the corner. Single file, though, behind Boyer. Way back behind them, here's Matt Kenseth to the inside of Juan Pablo Montoya. Ford and Chevy battle side by side. At the entrance to the turn, Matt Kenseth will slide through. He'll grab that position. And Montoya now under fire from Jimmy Johnson. We're down to 56 laps to run. Here they come down to the line at lap 148. That'll give us 52 to go, and they're still chasing. You guessed it, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Tony Stewart's getting closer and closer to him. He's two-tenths of a second behind. Jeff Gordon's not too far out of the picture either in turn one. Lead pair have checked out by a goodly margin. Gordon trying to trim the deficit, but he's got a little bit of work to do. The good news for Gordon, he has checked out on Greg Biffle, who rides fourth. Yeah, but there's bad news for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Tony Stewart's there. He's chopped it down by another car length. It's down to three as they race off the end of the back straightaway, but what a strong car for Dale Earnhardt Jr. That black and green machine headed to the main straightaway. Only three drivers in the top ten have never won here at Michigan International Speedway. We're talking about Clint Boyer's never scored a victory here. Jimmy Johnson has never won here. And Juan Pablo Montoya never winning here at Michigan International Speedway. But all looking good here as we come up with the final 50 laps, Barn. Yep, Dale Jr. right now probably just saying all I need to do is keep this thing between the walls. Stay away from other traffic over there. Don't put any wrinkles in it. Make a one final good pit stop. But who was it on pit road a moment ago said uh, Junior's team said they could go? Yeah, down here, uh, they, they need a pit stop for fuel, Barney, but they're, they're, they're thinking they might be able to make it on tires. The problem with that is, or the challenge with that is, is in the amount of time they can put two cans of Sunoco racing fuel in, they can change tires as well. But it does open a boatload of strategies for Steve Letart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. when that fuel window opens. And that fuel window opens about lap 162 or thereabouts. But he has a continuing, maybe larger problem right now with Tony Stewart who every now and then Mike Bagley will close in within a car length or two. Right now he falls back a little bit, but Tony is just about as strong as Junior is. Yeah, it's a seesaw battle, Joe. Uh, Tony had cut it down about two laps ago to two car lengths. Well, now it's back up to five or six. So it'll give and take. It'll ebb and flow. But right now Junior stretches it out by about seven car lengths now. And with some 49 laps left to be run, Jeff Gordon's got plenty of time to get back up there and maybe have a shot at winning this thing, certainly from third place. And Greg Biffle fourth and Clint Boyer fifth. And Matt Kenseth as good as he ran a little bit earlier. And Jimmy Johnson, color him in the picture right now. He is in seventh place. So this thing is far from being over. Dale Hart Jr. right now, though, is in charge by a half second over Tony Stewart. Jeff Gordon up there in the third spot. Jeff has two wins here and has finished second four times, but has had probably the worst luck of any driver in the series in the 2012 season so far. Really good last week at Pocono. Once again, taken away from a shot at winning. Uh, at Dover, he had a problem. And it, it was a diary. Uh, I think you could probably write about how 
the files have popped up for Jeff Gordon throughout the course of this year so far, still trying to get that first victory of the year. It has been a very strange season for Jeff Gordon and his team. They are certainly one of the best, whether you're in a short track like Martinsville or whether you're in Talladega or whatever. He's still in the picture right now, but all he's got to do is avoid any bad luck between now and lap 48 going down to the wire. Steve Post, what kind of hope do they have for maybe scoring that win here today? Well, what kind of hope they have is a good race car, but they know they're locked, so it's going to have to cross the finish line before they even start counting any chickens that certainly haven't had skill. What Jeff Gordon and Alan Gustafson have done is that car is very loose back in traffic, so they have played that game of two tires stopping when they can, take four when they have to, to try to maintain that track position up at the front of the field. Once they get there, as has been the case all year long, they have a pretty good race car, and right now he's riding in third spot. Still doesn't feel like he's quite as good as Dale Jr.'s car, but uh, they're hoping for something good to happen, but they are not going to be breathing any size of relief until the checkered flag is over the way their season is done. Yeah, that kind of look, uh, you, you kind of wonder, okay, will a meteorite fall out of the sky and hit me before this thing is over? About anything could happen. But right now, they're in good position, running along in third. Greg Biffle, who led a lot of laps the first part of this race, still up there in the hunt. He's running in the fourth position. And Clint Boyer, who is currently running along in the fifth spot. Matt Kenseth up there in sixth. Jimmy Johnson is seventh. Carl Edwards, eighth. Mark Martin, ninth. And Juan Pablo Montoya continues having a good day. He's currently running in the tenth spot. Now, Marcus Ambrose, really good in the opening stages of the race. He won his first career Sprint Cup Series pole in qualifying for this race here yesterday and was a real hard charger first part of the race. He's just outside the top ten now. What are they saying about Marcus's car? Yeah, Marcus Ambrose, one of those drivers, had an outstanding race car earlier. However, he and Todd Parrott have made some adjustments on the car. Still, as a racer's mentality dictates, there's always another tenth of a second out there. So they've been working on it, trying to get a little bit better. Well, they got the car a little better. The problem is the temperatures have really come up here in Michigan, and the track with all that Goodyear rubber being put down today that was washed off overnight, well, it's creating blistering problems for Marcus Ambrose's car, and that's throwing the handling way off on their machine. Right now, simply trying to hang on to try to get a top ten. If things can work out and they'll as far as strategy goes, and maybe able to even get a win for Marcus Ambrose. He's having a real good run here this afternoon, no doubt about that. But for Dale Jr. right now, 44 laps remaining to be run. Junior Nation is very much in in, uh, in presence here, I guess is the best way to put it. When he, he made a pass a little bit early this afternoon going off into turns one and two down there, there's a grandstand over there that holds about uh, 25,000 people. It sounds like one voice. As somebody said, we're all singing, I have the voice. <laughs> Junior, again, hoping to uh, pull off that victory here today, but still having to deal with Tony Stewart, who Dave has tightened up once again. Yeah, it's it's really been an accordion type of deal at the front of the pack, Joe. It's almost like Tony Stewart is testing a little bit, seeing how far back he can fall and then catch up in a prescribed number of laps. Either that or Dale Jr. is just messing with Tony, one or the other. Somebody's messing with somebody because it's getting closer, and then it'll stretch out, and then Dale Earnhardt Jr. will lead by two car lengths, and he'll lead by seven. I think Jr.'s happy with the way the proceedings are unfolding right now, though. Well, it's good to, that he has a little bit of a cushion of well, maybe two car lengths. That's a pretty good cushion between Dale Jr. and Tony Stewart. They take the scramble back to turn one. Yeah, two car lengths has been about as close as it's gotten here in the last few laps. 
as soon as Tony gets right up there within two car lengths of Dale Jr.'s back bumper, Jr. seems to punch the throttle and get on out of town. Here come the lead two out of the shade of turns one and two to the bright sunshine of the back straightaway. Now they'll encounter some more shade here at the entrance of turn number three. Tony Stewart again shuts it down now. Two car lengths, but looks higher on the racetrack and left traffic directly in front of the leaders. Yeah, they'll have to sort it out here as they come up on the slower traffic further back. Good battle between Clint Boyer and Matt Kenseth. They too, though, have to fall in line single file because of some slower traffic on the inside of the racetrack. We're down to 41 laps to go. Back at Michigan, Greg Biffle has taken over the lead because Dale Earnhardt Jr. just hit pit road. Dale Earnhardt Jr. brought the uh, Diet Mountain Dew Chevrolet in. It was two tires, a chassis adjustment, very, very minor, and uh, Goodyear Racing Fuel, they made sure it was shot full. Jeff Gordon was in on lap 163, two tires as well. Jimmy Johnson, the other Hendrick car, two tires as well. And Martin Truex Jr. just wrapped up. Seems to be a theme here on lap 164. Two tire pit stops for everybody in the midsection, Alex. Yeah, it was two Goodyear Eagles for Tony Stewart as well. Two on the right side, that is. Carl Edwards, however, Bob Osborne decided to go ahead and change all four Goodyear Eagles, both getting topped off with Sunoco Racing Fuel. Here's Marcus Ambrose in. They're going to make at least a right side tire change. No visible chassis adjustments. It will be right side tires only for Marcus Ambrose. Steve Post. Yeah, Ryan Newman, the United States Army Chevrolet, just in to complete his pit service. It was two tires, the call from Tony Gibson. Here's Greg Biffle, the last few laps. One of the fastest cars on the racetrack. Biffle, the 3M Ford Fusion, crew around to the right side. No visible adjustments on the race car. Two tires, they're waiting and waiting for that can of Sunoco fuel to dump into the race car. And Greg Biffle is down in a way. Juan Pablo Montoya is in. Going to be two tires as well. Sunoco Racing Fuel. And this is just painful waiting for that fuel to load into the race car. Juan Pablo Montoya is done and down and away. Pete Pistoni. Right side tires and fuel for Matt Kenseth was the call at the 43rd pit stall. Here comes Clint Boyer. He brings the five-hour energy Toyota to pit road. They are just going to go with fuel only, it looks like. One can of Sunoco fuel going into that race car. Here comes another can of Sunoco fuel. Also down coming in is Mark Martin. He also just took fuel only. But the two Michael Waltrip racing drivers taking fuel only. Alex Hayden. Yeah, these drivers here just on the inside window of being able to make it the distance on this final pit stop. So they call this the money stop up and down the pit lane. So far, um, different types of strategies, albeit right side tires. Some are taking four tires. No doubt about it, however, everybody getting as much Sunoco fuel as they can. It's like two cans of fuel for everybody down here as A.J. Allmendinger is on the pit lane. Yes, he is, and they have just wrapped up their final pit stop here in the Shell Pennzoil Dodge Charger. It was two tires, right side only, a chassis adjustment for A.J. Allmendinger, and just like everyone else, they made sure it was chock full of that Sunoco racing fuel. Right now, from now on to until the checkered flag falls, Joe, everybody's going to be very much aware of what they did fuel-wise and and kind of look to see if somebody in front of them that didn't stop or whatever is going to run out of gas. Yeah, most of the front runners, the guys we've been talking about all afternoon, the big players here today are in good shape because they're within that window of time they can make it to the finish. Jamie McMurray led for a lap. He just came to pit road. Brad Keselowski now takes over the top spot. We should see him coming to pit road shortly. Uh, Jeff Burton will have to come in. That'll cycle back around to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Taking over the top spot as we're down now to 32 
laps remaining in the Quicken Loans 400. That gives us 21 lead changes, 13 different drivers so far today. Been a heck of a competitive race, no question about that. 32 laps remaining to be run here this afternoon. Alex Hayden, about 50-50 up and down pit road as to who went with two tires and who went with four. Yeah, Barney, I think it's a little more like 90 to 10%. Most of the 90% all being right side tires only. At my end, I only had one guy and being Carl Edwards taking four fresh Goodyear Eagles. So most everybody down here electing to do right side tires only, Barney. Hey, Brad Keselowski has the lead. How soon will he have to come to pit road? Well, we're waiting on him right now. The pit board is out. It's laying on the concrete pit box. The blue and gold Miller Lite team standing on the wall. They do have right side tires in hand. There's a set of left side tires up against the wall. It will be completely up to Paul Wolf to make that decision. He typically waits until the car is on pit road before he tells his crew via radio and hand signals whether they're going to do two or four. 55 miles an hour. Here comes the Blue Deuce. The Miller Lite Dodge. Brad Keselowski giving up the race lead. Making his way down the pit lane, he's past the start finish line, and in three, two, and one, Brad Keselowski is in his pit box. Right side is in the air. First can of Sunoco Racing Fuel going in. One big rip of the tear off of the windshield to give him a clear view out the front of this race car. It's going to be right side Goodyear Eagles. Sunoco Racing Fuel. Brad Keselowski is away. So now it's just up to the driver. He needs to make 30 more laps and see who goes to victory lane. For the moment, Jeff Burton is still in the front. Brad Keselowski is second. Earnhardt Jr. is third. That'll change when uh, Jeff Burton and Brad Keselowski make their stop, which they're doing right now. Yep, Jeff Burton just came off the banking of turn number four. He'll come in and get what could be his final stop of the day, and that will cycle back around to Dale Earnhardt Jr., who will take the lead. Let's follow Jeff Burton in the cat car. There he is. He's had all kinds of blistering problems. He had a little bit of damage on the nose of the black and yellow Caterpillar Chevrolet. They've got some duct tape on that to kind of hold things in place. They're going to do right side Goodyear Eagle Sunoco Racing Fuel, and it's going to be the same. Right side tires only the call by crew chief Drew Blickenstrofer in the final scheduled pit stop for Jeff Burton is complete. We've finished the cycle of green flag pit stops, and here's a look at the top five off pit road brought to you by Five Hour Energy. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. back to the lead with Tony Stewart in second, Greg Biffle third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Jimmy Johnson in fifth. You know that 2.30 feeling, you've hit the wall, but you've got to get stuff done. That's the time for five-hour energy. Five-hour energy, when you've got to get stuff done. Today's broadcast of the Quicken Loans 400 on the Motor Racing Network is brought to you in part by Shell. No other gasoline protects engines better. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. By Wright Brand Bacon, bigger, better bacon. Find out more at biggerbetterbacon.com. And by the 2012 Ford F-150, built Ford Tough. Back at Michigan International Speedway, Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues showing the way. Tony Stewart doing just what he did earlier this afternoon. He'll fall back a little bit. He'll close in a little bit. The gap was one and a half seconds, maybe four laps ago. It became 2.2 seconds two laps ago. Now it's back to 1.3 seconds, the margin between Junior and Tony Stewart. As we were talking earlier, Barney, it's a matter of who's playing with whom out there. Yeah, just sit, sitting here kind of looking at the scoring marker and thinking, uh, is Tony Stewart playing cat and mouse out there? Dave, what do you think? Uh, well, I'll go back to what I said earlier, Barn. I'm not really sure who's zooming who right here, but somebody is playing cat and mouse. I've got a feeling that Tony Stewart 
is not two point something seconds behind at this juncture by choice. I've got to believe that Dale Earnhardt Jr. right now has got the race car to win this race. Mike? I believe that's the case, Barney. I think it's Dale Jr. been playing some cat and mouse. That car is solid. He's handling lap traffic flawlessly. And right now, Tony Stewart's got some more problems. He's trying to get around Jeff Burton. Yeah, Jeff Burton holds the outside lane of the racetrack. Tony has to sneak down to the inside to get by. We check the margin right there at two seconds between Jr. and Tony Stewart with 21 laps to go. Let's take a look at the full AutoZone leaderboard as things are really going to start to get interesting here in the next uh, few minutes. Junior leads Tony Stewart second. Greg Biffle is third. Jimmy Johnson is fourth and Matt Kenseth rides in fifth. Sixth is Jeff Gordon. Seventh, Mark Martin. Clint Boyer is eighth. Juan Pablo Montoya ninth and Marcus Ambrose is in tenth. Kevin Harvick is 11th and 12th is Carl Edwards. Jamie McMurray is 13th. 14th is Paul Menard. 15th is Martin Truex Jr. 16th, Brad Keselowski. 17th is Ryan Newman. 18th is Regan Smith. And 19th is Bobby Labonte. And 20th is A.J. Allmendinger. Eric Almarola's been a big player all day. He's 21st right now. Landon Castle having a good afternoon. He's in 22nd. Jeff Burton, 23rd. Casey Mears, 24th. And David Reagan is 25th. Austin Dillon runs 26th. Dave Blaney, 27th. Travis Quaffle is 28th, David Gilliland 29th, and Kurt Busch is in 30th. Ken Schrader is shown in 31st, 32nd is Casey Kane, 33rd Kyle Busch, 34th is Denny Hamlin, 35th back through 43rd position. They are all in the garage. Joey Logano is out of the race. Tony Raines is out. J.J. Yaley, Michael McDowell, Mike Bliss, Joe Niemicek, Scott Riggs, Josh Wise, and Trevor Bain all out of the race. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Dale Earnhardt Jr. right now just kind of counting down the laps. He has pulled away 15 laps to go, and right now he's a little about, what, three and a half seconds away from Tony Stewart? 3.4 seconds, the margin between Jr. and Tony Stewart. We were wondering if he's playing cat and mouse, maybe playing cat and mouse with his crew chief as well. If it's tightened up at all there, buddy, you can turn your green switch back on. (laughs) Tight. 10-4 on the tight. Jr. reporting the car getting a little worse as he goes along here, but... You certainly wouldn't know that by looking at what's going on out there. He maintains a huge lead over Tony Stewart. Let's check it again. It's up to 4.3 seconds now, Steve Post. Yeah, it really is, Joe. You know, this team down here on pit road, just a little nervous energy. First and foremost, they know they're done for the day. They know they've done everything they could preparing a, an extremely good race car and great pit strategy, but a lot of nervous energy. It's almost like they wish they had something to do. Some of the crew guys just sitting on pit wall with their heads down. Some of the crew guys pacing. Steve Letard just talking to his driver very calmly as he sits here atop the pit box. They are just like everyone else, counting the laps down. He just crossed the line. 13 more laps to go. Steve Letard reading him his lap times. Very calm, just as we heard in that audio transmission. But there is an air of nervousness and an air of excitement down here in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s pit area. Alex Hayden, what about uh, Tony Stewart's pit down there? Do they think they have anything at all? Again, that's not showing if they do. Well, and it's not showing on the crew members' faces either. They're just kind of hanging around, watching the lap times here on the live, real-time timing and scoring they have on the pit box. Good news is, is the lap or two, that they're quicker than Dale Earnhardt Jr. Bad news is, on those opposite laps, they're slower than Dale Earnhardt Jr. That cat and mouse game continues, but right now, they're just patiently waiting it out. Feel like they've got one of the best drivers in the history of NASCAR racing piloting that machine right now. 
And for Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth, Greg Biffle, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, and Clint Boyer, some of the top ten guys riding along there behind Dale Jr., I'm sure they're they're kind of hoping maybe something will change here, maybe have a caution flag or something, give us a second shot at him. But if they don't, and Dale Jr. keeps getting around this racetrack like he is right now, he's going to break a four-year drought. Yeah, that's be a, that'll be a big deal for the other guys. All they can say is they had a good points day when they came to Michigan on the new asphalt. Uh, Ryan Newman reports debris in turn one, maybe hoping there's debris in turn one for a possibility of a caution to tighten this thing up a little bit. He's back there in the field a good ways, now running in the 17th position. Ryan was strong at one point of the race after going to the rear for the start this afternoon. Trouble off the end of the back straightaway. Regan Smith has cut a tire, the left front tire down on the Denver mattress machine. He pulls the car to the apron. But he is shedding a bit of debris, but he is on the apron in turns three and four. And we're not seeing a caution flag. Regan was on pit road a few moments ago. Keep watching the uh, the tower to see how NASCAR is reacting, and apparently no caution is being displayed. And, again, that's not what uh, Ryan Newman and some of the other guys back in the field uh, wanted to hear. They would love to see one. As we're now down to ten laps to go. Regan Smith is bringing his car down pit road. Can't tell if it's really a cut tire or what it is as he heads on down to his pit. Let's follow him down there. Yeah, Barney, it's a left front tire. He cut down a right side tire, came to pit road last lap, went back out on the racetrack. The left front tire went down. So here is this uh, matte black painted Denver mattress from the Toro Chevrolet in. They're going to change the left side Goodyear Eagles. They've had blistering issues on both, uh, or rather all four corners of this Chevrolet all afternoon long. So Regan Smith patiently sitting on the pit lane as they look to make sure none of the suspension has been damaged on their race car. Really got to hurt if you're inside the top ten most of the day and all of a sudden right toward the end of the race something punctures a tire and puts you out of any kind of a shot in the top ten. And you've got to driven yourself as hard as you can all day long and watch it go right out the window. Well, Regan was in the top 15. He was having a good yeah. day in that furniture row car, and it comes up a little short here this afternoon. We're down to nine laps to go, and yet it's getting kind of scary for Junior Nation. Uh, NASCAR on the radio just uh, talking back and forth about the possibility of some debris on the back straight away now, and they checked it out. Apparently it's not a big enough issue to bring out the caution flag, but Everybody uh, nerves on edge here as Junior maintains a 5.2-second lead trying to erase a four-year drought here this afternoon, winning at Michigan where his last win came 143 races ago. Looking good out there. Matt Kenseth just went by Jimmy Johnson. Matt has moved up now into the third position. Jimmy in fourth and Greg Biffle back in fifth. Rest of the top ten. Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Clint Boyer, Juan Pablo Montoya, and Marcus Ambrose. But, Barney, you know everybody who follows NASCAR racing right now is watching Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s every move. And he's over in turn two. Sailing with plenty of open asphalt now. Just put another lap on the Kurt Busch machine. He's navigated a pack of about five or six lap machines. And now it's clear sailing for Dale Jr. A lot of nervous energy from the fans in this turn three grandstand. As Dale Jr. comes by, they give him a wave, give him a cheer. But they're just holding their breath that nothing happens to prevent him from going to Gatorade Victory Lane. All by himself out in clean air. This is where you want to be in the final six laps of a race. Out front, clean air, nobody around you, and maintaining a lead. Let's see, as they come across the line, 5.7 seconds. Back to Tony Stewart. 
problem last time around for Mark Martin. Had been enjoying a good afternoon. He now is running on seven cylinders, dropping back through the pack, but no such issues for Dale Earnhardt Jr. headed for three. Clearing some lap traffic coming off of turn number two. He has done that. Closing in on some more. Got Bobby Labonte about 20 car lengths ahead of him. Uh, got some other drivers to deal with as well as he works his way through the banking and uh, off the corner towards the main straightaway. Dale Jr. comes off turn four, heads down to the start-finish line, crosses the start-finish line, working his way back into the turns one and two. Five more laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. can almost walk it home from here. Not a lot of traffic to deal with. The Ryan Newman machine is next in line, about a third of the back straightaway ahead of Dale Jr. Dale Jr. is all by himself right now as he comes down the back straightaway. He's not being pressured from behind, obviously. Second place seems like an eternity behind him, and there's not much pressure in front of him. No lap traffic to immediately deal with. Junior works his way up off turn number four, heads back down to the start-finish line. If he can win today, again, he breaks a 143-race winless streak. That's not the longest winless streak that's been broken here in Michigan. That was set by Sterling Marlin in 2001, 170 races. A long dry spell for Sterling Marlin, but right now we're looking at Dale Earnhardt Jr. up now to nearly six full seconds as he heads to turn three. Here he comes off the end of the back straightaway again. He's not cracked the throttle as far as the pace is concerned. He is very consistent with his pacing, and he's also very consistent with where he puts that car on the racetrack. About three quarters of a groove off the bottom of the racetrack as Mark Martin now begins to limp his way to pit road, try to get back to the garage area. Winding down, just four more laps remain to be run. Still Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, Greg Biffle, and Jimmy Johnson. That's the top five. The rest of the top ten as the laps wind down to the checkered flag. Jeff Gordon, sixth. Clint Boyer, seventh. Juan Pablo Montoya is eighth. Ninth is Marcus Ambrose. And tenth is Kevin Harvey. We'll pause ten seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. We are down to three laps to go. What do you think? Junior looking really good right now. Barney, here he comes across the line. He just put a lap on Ryan Newman. And you look back to find Tony Stewart. That gap gets larger and larger every lap, up to 5.6 seconds. Two to go. They're back in one. Off turn number two, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Well, Michigan is always good for a good party on a Sunday afternoon. There's going to be a big one this afternoon if Dale Jr. can bring it home. Everybody starts rising to their feet now in turn number three. They may have to do some grandstand repair because I think Junior Nation is going to rip this place apart if he takes home the checker flag. Here he comes off turn number four, coming down to the start-finish line, and you'll see the white flag with one more lap around this racetrack, and I believe everybody in that grandstand standing on their feet. They head to turn one. No more adding numbers to the winless streak. No more weekly questions about when you're going to win again, Dale Jr. Here he comes, off turn two, Dale Earnhardt Jr., way out in front as he hits the back chute for the final time. Here he comes up the back straightaway, Dale Earnhardt Jr., finally getting back to Gatorade victory lane. Dies for the bottom of turn number three. They are going crazy in Michigan as Junior is looking for the checkered flag. Finally, all will be right in the world. Dale Earnhardt Jr. snaps that dry spell, winning today at Michigan. Scoring the victory in the Quicken Loans 400 and scores the 203rd win for Hendrick Motorsports. Junior wins today. Yet Junior won today at Michigan. Tony Stewart comes in second. Matt Kenseth got third. Greg Biffle fourth. Jimmy Johnson fifth. 
I'll say it again, Steve Post, Junior won. You don't have to say anything down here on pit road. There are hugs and high fives down here. The field. Caleb Hurd, congratulations. You're going to victory lane with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Man, I can't. It's been a long time coming. And it's, it feels every bit as good as I thought it would. There we go. That's Caleb Hurd, one of the crew guys here for Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s team. And they are absolutely losing their minds down here on pit road. We'll go down to victory lane and talk with Dale Jr. when we come back. NASCAR Today continues on the Motor Racing Network, sponsored by Ford F-Series, America's best-selling brand of trucks for 35 years straight, built Ford Tough. Are you sure we won? Yeah, I double-checked. It wasn't the 500. We really won it. <laughs> All right. Hey, good job, man. I know you guys have been waiting on that one. I know I have. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and crew chief Stevie Letart celebrating already this afternoon, and I'll bet this party will go on for a while, Barney Hall. Yeah, I bet it will too, maybe until we come back here another time. But right now, let's go down and see if we can catch up with some of the other top five finishers. Well, Tony Stewart started such a good run this season and then went through a little dry spell. We talked to him here in the top five finishers at uh, Pocono last week. Second place run here, Tony, today. Tell us about your day here at Michigan. Uh, really happy. Uh, you know, where we were yesterday, we were 27th quick on the sheet, so... Uh, for Steve Addington and all of these guys in this office, Depot Mobile and Chevy team, they uh, they just did an awesome job getting this thing ready for today. We had an awesome car all weekend. What did you need more at the end to maybe try to go up there and challenge Junior? A uh, lot less lap traffic that we're racing right in the groove for no reason. That's Tony Stewart. Still happy with a second-place run here this afternoon. Pete? Matt Kenseth coming home third today. Matt, had a good car early, kind of fell back and worked your way to the front of the field at the end. Talk us through your day. Yeah, it was kind of a long day. We were uh, pretty good in the beginning of the race and kind of got shuffled back, and it was just tough to work traffic today. So uh, they got the setup good in the last two runs, had good pit stops, and were able to, uh, you know, stand in the gas and, uh, you know, work our way up there to third. All right, that's Matt Kenseth coming home today here today as he takes the point lead now over four by Overdale and our junior, Steve Post. Yeah, Greg Biffle finishes in position uh, number four here in the uh, 3M Ford Fusion down here, chatting it up with some of the reporters. And uh, Biffle down here, very, very strong race car here this afternoon at the Michigan International Speedway. And, uh, Greg, solid effort, uh, fourth place. Happy or disappointed, though? I'm, I'm not sure. You, you put words into it. <laughs> Yeah, a little disappointed. You know, we couldn't run the car as hard as we needed to. Uh, you know, the right rear kept coming apart on us, so I could only run it as hard as I could. But, uh, you know, really excited for Junior. What a great day for him to win on. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of pressure on him, and I'm glad he won. There we go. That's Greg Biffle, driver of the 3M Ford. Uh, Pete Pistone's going to catch up with Jimmy Johnson, but I believe he's gone to be part of the party. So uh, Pete's going to head over there, guys. So bring it on down, and he'll catch up with Jimmy if he can get out of that mass of humanity over in victory lane. Well, I tell you what, this grandstand is still everybody's down there yelling, having a big time, and we'll go down to victory lane here in just a few minutes and get uh, Earnhardt's thoughts. I imagine he'll be a little choked up. Should be interesting to see what he has to say here this afternoon. Uh, The the crowd here at Michigan has certainly spoken loudly. Have you ever heard that kind of response for any NASCAR race? Maybe once or twice, but that's about all. Richard Petty got uh, an ovation like that when he ran his last race in Atlanta, but uh, nothing like this. Yeah, super. Dale Earnhardt Jr., he races a 143-race winless streak dating four years to the date, to this day here at Michigan International Speedway, finally picking up the win in the Quicken Loans 400. And again, in the championship point standings, he's still in the second spot. He's had a beautiful season. He's only four points behind 
Matt Kenseth in the championship point standings. Greg Biffle is still third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Denny Hamlin fifth. We'll go through the whole uh, points situation here a little bit later. Right now, let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. Where Dale Earnhardt Jr. is celebrating down here. Steve Letard is down here as well. The rest of this team put the Rick Hendrick bobblehead on top of the race car. Dale, congratulations and welcome back to Victory Lane. Yeah, this is incredible. I just didn't didn't know when it would happen. I knew it was going to happen. just didn't know when. We were getting pretty impatient. Um, I got to give Steve Letard and my team, the team he puts around us, all the credit. They've been building some great cars this year, and we've been really strong every week, and we're just getting better and better. Last year, we couldn't really get better. Uh, you know, we just kind of stayed the same all year. This year, we've been getting faster and faster. Hopefully, we'll win some more races. But uh, real proud of uh, Dad Mount Dew, National Guard, Sprint, Chevrolet, all our uh, partners, all the fans were sticking behind us for all those years, trying to get back to Victory Lane. I, uh, I'd say this win right here is more for them than anybody because they, they supported us through everything. And so we really appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about today's race. Jimmy Johnson just stepping into victory lane to congratulate his teammate uh, on this win. It's been four years this weekend since Dale Jr.'s been back. But let's talk about today's race, Dale. Yesterday, after after they brought in the new left side, harder Goodyear tire, you weren't very happy with the changes. What was the difference that you and Steve Letarte and the rest of this team made? Well, you'll have to talk to Steve about it. He made a few changes in the race to help the car a lot. I got some great engineers, Kevin Meandering. Dave, all those guys do a good job uh, helping sort the car out with car out with Steve, and they, they got they get all the credit for that. They made some great adjustments today, really made the car fast. Um, I can't thank my team enough. Those guys work so hard. Um, I, you know, we all say it all the time, but you know, this car did it all today. With the weight seemingly of the NASCAR world on your shoulders nearly every single day, whether it's in the middle of the season or off season, getting back to victory lane, can you put this into words? No, not really. It's just a uh, Winning races is uh, all you ever want, and uh, you work real hard to get there. And uh, i got to thank Rick Hendrick and uh, the whole organization, really, for sticking with me. Um, they, you know, they, they could have uh, took another route, but they stuck with me. And, uh, you know, th- we're back in Victor Lane, and I appreciate it. appreciate everybody's support, Rick, the, the company, the fans, uh, my team, everybody. After four years of a, of a drought, Dale, did the confidence ever get shaky? Uh, it was pretty tough there for a couple years, uh, but we worked hard. I mean, back when me and Lance were trying to figure it out, we worked hard together, you know, and we, uh, we didn't beat all on each other too bad. We just couldn't get it figured out, you know, and uh, it, takes a, it takes a unique combination. Um, you can put the best people together and, and sometimes not get it to work. You know, it just takes a certain combination, and we found one that works for me. Congratulations. Thank you. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the rest of this team is in victory lane. They've won the Quicken Loans 400 in the Irish Hills of Michigan. Our congratulations to Dale Earnhardt Jr. as the celebration continues in Gatorade Victory Lane. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of Michigan International Speedway. A big day here at Michigan International Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins. His Hendrick Motorsports teammate, Jimmy Johnson, finished fifth. Jimmy Johnson did finish fifth, but I had to, you know, wake my way through the mosh pit there for you to find you. You were congratulating Dale Jr. in victory lane. Yeah, I had to go see he and all of his guys, um, you know, that we were in the same shop. And, um, you know, his guys work on my car, my guys work on his car. So to, to see those smiling faces was an awesome trip over there. And I just could not be more proud of, uh, of Junior and the dominating win he, he had today. You know, as a company, um, we've known the confidence that, that was growing within that 88 team and then have them come on the racetrack today and kick everybody's butt like they did is pretty awesome. You had a pretty good day yourself. Started all the way in the back and came to the front. 
Man, we had so many issues <laughs> throughout the day. Uh, blistering right rear tires kind of at ease and ran out of fuel coming to the checkered, um, a variety of things. So to come out here to the top five with all those troubles, uh, you know, I feel good about that. But, um, hey, you know, I wish I could have been up the race for the win. Congratulations, Jimmy Johnson, your fifth-place finisher here today in Michigan. From Michigan International Speedway, this is the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Michigan International Speedway, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has scored a win, and it was a big one, Barney Hall. I'll tell you what, I, uh, as you said a moment ago, you asked me if I had ever seen that kind of reaction when somebody won a race before. Maybe once, maybe twice, but no more than that. This is just amazing. And Alex Hayden, the reaction to the fellow drivers, crew members, all the folks down in the pits in the garage area, pretty big as well. It's amazing. As we talked about with Dale in, in Gatorade Victory Lane, about carrying the weight of the, the collective NASCAR world on his shoulders. He understands that. He understands the pressure. Year in and year out, the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series fans vote him their most popular driver. The, the drivers in the, his competitors, they understand that as well. We've had Matt Kenseth in victory lane, Brad Keselowski in victory lane, Jimmy Johnson, Casey Kane. The list of these competitors coming in there, yes, a couple are his teammates, but Matt Kenseth drives a Ford, Brad Keselowski drives a Dodge. They have made their way in there to congratulate Dale Earnhardt Jr. This win is big, not only for that race team and him himself, but for our sport collectively. This guy, Dale Earnhardt Jr., is the face of our sport, and he's, he's, as the uh, fans have voted him most popular driver year after year, it's just a big, big win for everybody. Let's look at the full-field rundown from today's Quicken Loans 400. Junior gets the win. Tony Stewart held on for second, five seconds behind Junior. Matt Kenseth came in third. Greg Biffle was fourth and Jimmy Johnson fifth. Sixth is Jeff Gordon, seventh Clint Boyer. Juan Pablo Montoya got eighth. Marcus Ambrose ninth and Kevin Harvick tenth. In 11th, Carl Edwards. 12th will go to Martin Truex Jr. 13th to Brad Keselowski. 14th to Jamie McMurray. 15th, Ryan Newman. Finishing 16th was Bobby Labonte. 17th, Eric Almirola. 18th, Landon Castle. 19th, A.J. Allmendinger. And 20th is Casey Mears. Jeff Burton got 21st today. Paul Menard, 22nd. David Reagan, 23rd. Austin Dillon, 24th. And Dave Blaney, 25th. Travis Quaffle was 26th. 27th went to David Gilliland. 28th was Regan Smith. 29th, Mark Martin. And 30th, Kurt Busch. In 31st, Ken Schrader, 32nd, will go to Kyle Busch. Casey Kane finished 33rd. Denny Hamlin, 34th. Joey Logano ran 35th. Tony Raines was 36th. 37th was J.J. Yaley. 38th was Michael McDowell. 39th was Mike Bliss. Finishing 40th, Joe Nemechek. Finishing 41st, Scott Riggs. Josh Wise ran 42nd. And Trevor Main finished 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We are back at the Michigan International Speedway. They're still celebrating down in Victor Lane and probably will be until well after midnight. Probably so. Right now, Barney, let's select the winner of the Barbasol Close Shave of the Race, brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. I nominate Jeff Gordon for that move he made early in the race to get by Kurt Busch when he spun on the back straightaway. What do you think? Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, yeah, that's a good vote because that was a, he was had a really close shave and could have ended up uh, in the wall over there but didn't. Yeah, he saved the car, came back, finished in the sixth position. So we'll go with Jeff Gordon for the Barbasol Shaving Cream close shave of the race. Start your day with Barbasol Shaving Cream, America's leader for a close, comfortable shave. Close shave America, close shave Barbersall. Now time to check the quest for the NASCAR Sprint Cup point standings. Brought to you by CarQuest. Matt Kenseth leaves here, heads to Sonoma next week with a four-point lead over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Greg Biffle is third in the points. He's 17 out of the lead. Jimmy Johnson is fourth and Denny Hamlin fifth. Sixth is Kevin Harvick. Seventh is Martin Truex. Tony Stewart is eighth. 
Clint Boyer ninth and Brad Keselowski tenth. 107 points among the top 10, again, as they move on to Sonoma, California next week. CarQuest Auto Parts is over 3,000 locations across North America. Great people, great products, and great prices. It's been a heck of a day. We got started late because of the rain. We come back and end a four-year drought for Dale Earnhardt Jr., picking up the win here today to the crowd's delight in the Quicken Loans 400. Yeah, and all of us at MRN would like to congratulate Dale because we've been pulling for him, too, for some four years now, and I'm, I'm glad it finally broke the drought and got back to victory lane here today. It'll take him a while to really absorb what this thing means, how much that win today means, but... It'll soak in on him. I'm sure he'll be really glad, as you said a few moments ago, to not be hearing that anymore, that question of when are you going to win? When are you going to finally win a race? It's happened today, and maybe more will follow. The voices you heard on our coverage here this weekend at Michigan, Alex Hayden, Steve Post, and Pete Bastoni, Dave Moody, and Mike Bagley. And now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. And it happened. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won another NASCAR Sprint Cup Series race. Today he gets the Quicken Loans 400. Motor Racing Network's coverage of the Quicken Loans 400 has come to you from Michigan International Speedway. Sponsored by Sprint, proud sponsor of the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. By CarQuest Auto Parts, great people, great products, great prices. By AARP, join Jeff Gordon in the Drive to End Hunger by visiting drivetoendhunger.org. By Quaker State, defy time with Quaker State Defy Motor Oil. By Barbasol Shaving Cream, America's leader for a close, comfortable shave. Better buy Barbasol. By Farmers Insurance. Find a knowledgeable local farmers agent at farmers.com. We are insurance. We are farmers. By the 2012 Chevy Silverado. The most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickups on the road. By Flexion Work Boots from Cat Footwear. Flexion is hard at work and easy on you. By Office Depot. Proud sponsor of NASCAR Sprint Cup champion Tony Stewart. By Freightliner Trucks, the official hauler of NASCAR. By Gatorade. Gatorade knows it all begins within. Win from within. By Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Follow Sunoco Racing on Facebook. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. Today's broadcast was directed by Brian Nelson, associate producer Woody Kane, broadcast engineer Bob Wolf, audio engineer Todd Costello, satellite engineer Mike Weaver, operational assistant Frank Kersey. The executive producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.